0: be the boss breaking down the walls we all in once the coin tossed got the kind of action never acting don't need to scramble to get traction we make it happen
1: from three to four three, three
0: the founder That's of Slapdick Podcast Slapdick really? uh, Whiskey Slapdick Cigars and the author of
2: uh, Hit Me Now Love Me Later ladies and gentlemen Coach Jason Brown great chasing
3: real raw and on the cut.
2: Cut. Coach every time you come on I laugh I learn something and then I fear that somebody's
3: gonna be incredibly pissed of what All-around hustler. Make no mistake think about it. I've done this a long time. I try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legends. Roman.
0: What
3: the fucking <laughs> Hey, me now, love me later,
2: like my book says. This yeah, is
4: presented all by Slapdick
0: Whiskey. Hell yeah. Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good, too, so are right? the
5: Stogies. Some real talk, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay.
3: Yes, sir. Slapdick whiskey, Slapdick cigars. Be true to yourself. Come join the show on it. YouTube. It, 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 I'll it, be there changes, right now. But, getting about but to worse for the better. They asked to do a podcast. I said, let's call it the Slapdick podcast. What up, what up, what up? Hate Me Now, Love Me Later podcast right here. Full effect on this fine Talk That Talk Tuesday. I'm on TikTok live. You guys can come on over and join me on YouTube. Um... Uh, Appreciate everybody there. Happy Happy Tuesday, Lucy, Jason, Terry. What's going on, Scotty? Appreciate all the members in the house. We're about to have it get it cracking today. We got a new sponsor, Canna Dips. If you haven't heard about them, go check them out. Um, along with Blue Chew and Bet Online, of course. So we got it going on. We got it going on. So jump on over to my YouTube channel and. Uh, Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Appreciate everybody in there. Nurse Court's in the house. What's up, what's up? Ryan, DK, what up, what up? Um, we're here on this Talk That Talk Tuesday. So you can talk. I'll talk back. We're going to get after it in a little bit. We're on Twitter as well, live. So make sure you, uh, you all hit the like button, subscribe. If you're on Twitter, come on over to YouTube, become a member. Taylor, what up? Um, Man, join the show. It's growing every single day. Um, appreciate everybody. We're going we're gonna to start getting into some football talk as we get closer and closer to football season. I'm going to bring Brandon Lang back on the show. We're going to get some betting things going on um, as we get closer to football season. World betting extraordinaire, handicapper, obviously from the show and the movie. Um, Canada Dips, what's up? Canada Dips is in the house, so like I said, they're one of the new show sponsors here on YouTube for the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later pod, so I appreciate Canada Dips showing up and representing. All you guys in this chat, make sure uh, you guys subscribe. Go on over to CannadipsCBD.com, and I'm going to get into the ad read here shortly, but you guys can join over there and use the promo code COACHJB, get you 20% off. Hey man, my good buddy Pat Perez and the live golfers are using it. Baseball players are using it. I was actually with Dallas Kutcher, or whatever his name is, from the um, former Cy Young winner. Uh, he actually uses it. So a lot of people are using it. So head on over to CanadaDipsCBD.com. You're gonna get some uh, some Canada CanadaDips is not weed, Jason. It's not weed. Um, so you know, it's a pouch you put in your lip, just like some chew. It's CBD though. It's CBD, so uh, it's a cleaner way to dip if you guys are dippers. So um, you know, it is what it is. Brennan Weeks, what up? Hey, we're gonna get into a bunch of this different shit. I got football on the on the plate. I got. I'm gonna talk about some quarterback play today. I'm gonna add a new segment to the show. but the first two minutes of this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Make sure you head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get you 50% off welcome bonus, first deposit. MMA this weekend on the slate um, in London, I believe. Big slate. You got baseball in full swing. And we're getting closer and closer to the football season. So make sure you head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. It's where the game starts. Um, We're here on this Talk That Talk Tuesday. You can talk. I'll talk back. We're going to get into a bunch of different things. Let's just get you started with the quote of the day. Um, Quote of the day is a good one, man. I just kind of, you know me, man. I make up my quotes, and, and it's on the ticker on the bottom. There are dreamers and there are doers, but nothing is worse than a dreamer who never becomes a doer. Just remember that. Everybody on TikTok, make sure you come on over to my YouTube, man. I'll see you here in a minute. Um, and you can ask me all the questions you want. You become a member, you can talk live to me on video right here. Just like a phone call, but it's face-to-face. So come on over. I'll see you in a minute. Peace. Um, there are dreamers and there are doers. That's just what we have in life. But nothing is worse than a dreamer who never becomes a doer. You guys are a lot. We got a lot of dreamers out there, dog. But a lot of you motherfuckers just keep dreaming. And you never, ever, ever end up doing the shit. That's like a dog that barks and don't bite. I mean, it just make, it just doesn't make sense. So, I appreciate everybody coming on over, man. Make sure you hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member. We got a great show today. Talk That Talk Tuesday. Um, Let's get into the Contrary to Belief segment brought to you by Canada Dips, a new sponsor, proud sponsor of the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later podcast. I will get into that. uh, I'm going to drop that ad on you guys right now while we're talking. Um, Canada Dips is a new proud sponsor of the show, and I want you to hear this new. um, I'm going to show you this video. Actually, I did a video for Canada Dips, so I want you to peep it out. And. uh, Make sure you go and join. But listen to the ad for Canada Dips. What up, real Coach JB for the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later pod? This show is brought to you by Canada Dips. Use the promo code Coach JB for 20% off Canada Dips at CanadaDipsCBD.com from the mountains of the beautiful Humboldt County right here in California. It's a product that is revolutionizing the dipping game. Can of Dips is a CBD product that is tobacco-free, nicotine-free, dip alternative. It is packed with long-lasting flavor that is neat, discreet, and easy to use. Comes in five core flavors, wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango, and American spice. What real man rubs lotions on their bodies or eats gummies? Hanging honkers of Canna Dips CBD liberates your manhood and allows you to chaw in the office and quit playing sneak-a-chew with the wife. Use the promo code Coach JB for 20% off at CanadaDipsCBD.com. Tell them the real Coach JB sent you. Peace. Make sure you use the code Coach JB right there, CanadaDipsCBD.com. Make sure you go check it out. Um, lots to discuss. Appreciate CanadaDips. Uh, they're actually in the chat as well. So make sure you say a hello. Give them a slap whelm- slapdick welcome. And uh, hate me now, love me later. Podcast as they are a new sponsor. I appreciate them. It's right here in California, Humboldt County. Shit, used to go up there all the time. Um, so it is a CBD, so you can get it. It's not weed, so make sure you guys understand it. Um, but we got a lot to discuss here today. Let's get to the Contrary to Belief that is sponsored by Canada Dips. Um, So let's get down. It's on the bottom here. I want to make sure, Contrary to Belief, a fucking crackhead always has money to buy crack. Have you ever noticed that contrary to belief a crackhead always has money to buy some crack. Don't he? Just like weed, weed heads, the motherfucker's always have money to buy weed. Always have money to buy weed. And it's like damn, how you guys always have money to buy weed and crack but you can't pay rent. <laughs> Like, it don't make no sense. I'm like, damn. But it's funny. um, That is contrary to belief. I want to make sure everybody's out there understand that contrary to belief, a crackhead always fucking finds a way to get his crack. I want to make sure contrary to belief, a bitch is not always a female make sure you understand that make sure you guys understand that i don't use the term for women i don't call women bitches i call guys bitches guys do more bitch made shit than any female will ever do i just want to clarify that make sure we clarifying that um a bitch is not always a female a loser makes excuses contrary to belief a winner finds a way a winner finds a way and losers find excuses contrary to your belief. We, we, we got too many motherfuckers sucking their teeth, making excuses. F- find a way. Find a way. Um, Yeah, why though? Shit, it is what it is, man. You know, got to keep it real. Got to keep it pushing. Um, Slap tick of the day. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. I'm actually calling the slapstick of the day the Arizona Cardinals, okay? Not Kyler Murray. The Arizona Cardinals are the slapstick of the day, okay? He signs a $230 million deal with the Cardinals, right? Kyler Murray does. The Cardinals are the slapstick of the day because they actually had to put a clause in his contract making him a guarantee that he watches four hours of game film a week while not playing video games or fucking whatever it is you guys do, right? It's kind of fucking sad, but the Cardinals are the slapdicks, not Kyler Murray. See, the Cardinals knew better already, and they still gave him this huge bag, and that is where I find them to be guilty of being a slapdick. So, we're going to get into all that, and plus so much more, so much more. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Ty Schmidt, my boy, man. Bitch made cats. Bitch made cats out there. Ty Schmidt repping Canada Dips, too. Pat Perez also uh, chewed some Canada Dips on the course and stuff like that. So, um, poll question of the day. Let me get to the poll question. Poll question's ticking on the bottom. What athlete would you never let watch your kids? What athlete would you never let watch your kids? Please drop it in the comments. Hit it below. Um, I did kick Cliff Kingsbury out of my office. I kicked a lot of those slapdicks out of my office. But... um, We are going to get into some new topics today. We're going to get into an area of the show where I'm going to start talking more football as we get closer to football. And what I have is, um, I have a segment now on the show called Today's Foursome. Shout out to Pat Perez, my golfing extraordinaire homeboy. Um, I'm going to break down Today's Foursome every day until I get through every single quarterback in the NFL. OK, and today I'm going to have four quarterbacks I'm going to just introduce and talk about. And then um, every single day I'm going to break down four quarterbacks. I'm going to break them down into in a completely different categories as what you would think. I'm going to talk about last year's stats compared to what I expect them to do and why they are where i rank them and etc etc we're gonna get into four i'm just breaking down every four i'm just randomly picking four quarterbacks every day and we will break them down as we go into the season so make sure you stay down and chop it up you guys can call in if you're a member $1.99 make sure this is the best $1.99 a month you've ever spent you spend more than that fucking at starbucks every day um Word of the day, man. Let me get you into the word of the day. It's Sofa King, all right? Uh, it's not Sofa King. I didn't fucking change it. I'm sorry. Um, it's actually Decide, all right? It's actually Decide, and I want to make sure I change it real quick. It is Decide, and if you don't know about Decide, um, when the shorty is tired of being Decide piece, That's just what we say. We say decide. We just put one fucking word together and we call it some fucking Ebonics and we make a word. We made up word decide. That's a real fucking English word. We made the word basically when shorty tired of being decide piece. You motherfuckers really called it a word. A real word that's spelled out and it actually is grammatically correct. You motherfuckers put two fucking terms together inside that real word. When Shorty tired of being decide piece. You motherfuckers really spelt out decide. That shit is crazy. But that is real. And we're here on this Talk That Talk Tuesday. What up, Josh? Uso? What up, what up? TJ in the house. All my Usos in the house. Drink some kava on me. Um, Went on me. Went on fucking three. Um, I got some top pet peeves, man. Top pet peeves. All right. Top pet peeves. And I think I have it in the banter. Let me pull up my top pet peeves, man. Because I got a pet peeve today that I want to show you. When someone who has never worked in your field, but swears to God they know more than you in that field. Gotta be one of my top pet peeves. Gotta be one of my top pet peeves. Um, I get it every single day. I get it every day. A motherfucker, swear to God, he knows more about your profession than you know about your own profession. And this motherfucker works at Dunkin' Donuts. He's 600 pounds. He helps nobody. And yet, he knows more about your profession than you do. I got into it with a dude on Twitter today. This motherfucker finally tells me, no, he's a 20-year-old. I said, oh, my God. Little bitch boy, get off my fucking thread. Get out of my face. So you know me. I instantly block motherfuckers. Blocking is the most incredible portion of Twitter that they could have possibly made. Blocking is something needs to be done every single day. Blocking a motherfucker is an essential component of social media. And if you think it's bitch made, man, you better go talk to Pat McAfee. You better go talk to Pat Perez. You better go talk to all these other motherfuckers because they're... they're It's so, we and him, we we talk about it all the time. It is great. See, I never blocked nobody for years because I was like, man, it's a bitch made shit. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, it's really not bitch made. It's actually the smartest shit I've ever done. Because at the end of the day. You're blocking fake people anyway. They're all made up humans. They're, what did he call them? Bots, trolls, whatever the fuck they call. They're already fake. So why not block them? Block these motherfuckers. And that's why I love the component. And and I wish Instagram was easier to block. I hate, I gotta go through so many fucking avenues on that shit. But, um, But a pet peeve of mine, man. When someone who... Never has been a coach, or has never done, been a social worker, or never done anything that you do. But guess what? They'll tell you how to do your job. It's fucking unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, so we got a lot to discuss today. Lots to discuss. I, I'm going to talk about my top five. Um, I'm going to talk about a lot of, I got a top five most feared NFL players of all time. I'm going to talk about my top 10 um, my top ten undrafted players of all time. My top 10 best undrafted players of all time. I'm also going to talk about five players who will have great seasons this year. And then I'm going to talk about five players who will have bad seasons this year. So I'm going to get into all that. Plus, I'm going to break down four NFL quarterbacks every single day. And that's just the beginning of this damn show. And we're here on the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. It's the best $1.99 you can purchase uh, or spend. But we're on Talk That Talk Tuesday. Uh, make sure you're a member if you're not. If you're just a subscriber, I appreciate you. But become a member. Shit. Ignorance is life-threatening. Uh, Brad Jewett. Uh, have I ever been wrong on a quarterback? Have I ever fucking been wrong with a quarterback or what I've ever seen, what I have ever said about a quarterback? Please, if somebody can point it out, let me know. Let me know if I've ever been wrong. Because I have never been wrong on a fucking quarterback. And you all hated on me when I talked about Kyler Murray not being in my top 10. And everybody hated on me. And everybody talked to shit. And then these motherfuckers put in a contract that his ass has to watch four hours of film a week. You should watch four hours of film before you put on your fucking draws in bed. Four hours a week? Hey, Allen. Allen. Allen's in the show. Allen played quarterback for me. Allen, imagine you only watching four hours of film a week at Indy. Me and you watched eight hours a week alone before I even tested you. (laughs) Imagine I just said, here, Alan, go watch four hours of film. Don't go on Fortnite. Don't play Fortnite. Don't jack off. And don't fucking go watch video game. Don't play video game. And get off your social media. Just four hours, dog. Four hours a week. A week. you got to be kidding me. That's why you're the Slapdicks, Arizona Cardinals. You gave this motherfucker $200 million to watch four hours of film a week? Oh, my God. Um, Christian, do we have the Aaron Rodgers picture? I don't know. Yeah, Tyler does have some growing up to do. Too bad that God didn't gift him and he can never grow up. Because <laughs> the motherfucker's a midget on his knees. Now saying, please, that motherfucker's a mental midget. He's a midget. He's got all kind of problems, dog. Um, I don't know if you've seen Aaron Rodgers' picture coming out looking like Nicolas Cage around this motherfucker, but I don't know. What's your take on the Aaron Rodgers deal? You like Aaron Rodgers better than Nicolas Cage or what? Does he rock it better than Nicolas Cage? Um I don't know. I don't know what you think. I think Aaron Rodgers is, uh, quite looking like the feminine model. That's what I see when I look at the motherfucker. So, uh, uh, I love Aaron Rodgers to death, but, you know, I couldn't be caught dead rocking that, especially at 275 or whatever. Uh, but back in the day, though, I did rock a a wife beater. Does anyone know why they call them wife beaters? Uh, I'm just curious. Um. You know, I don't know, but uh, I think Nicolas Cage looked a little more masculine in Conair than Aaron Rodgers did walking up to the motherfucking thing. Aaron will probably win the MVP again. I agree, Alan. Um, He's just the best quarterback, but we're going to break down the four quarterbacks today later on. Um, I got a story to tell you. I got a jailhouse story to tell you after I show you. Um, some recent discoveries that have been thrown out in the air into the social media world, right? Into the, into the world that we know as social media. And um, I don't know if you've seen this or heard about it. Um, I had the audio, but I don't think we got the audio on. But listen to this. People think Biggie Smalls actually stole his lyrics. This is a new a new thing so old songs going viral uh like juicy juicy's one of them he stole the entire flow and the lyrics from a guy named notorious b1 i want to say his name was big daddy um i got a story to tell you i'm going to tell you a story real quick about this story all right this is a true story. True story. Um, I was incarcerated as a youngster. as Is a, it a doing dumb shit that I did? All right. It's in my book. Hate me now. Love me later. You can purchase it or get a signed copy on my website. CoachJBStore.com. But I want to break this jailhouse story down. All right. This is a real story that I have. I was in jail And uh, L.A. County, all right, which is worse than most federal penitentiaries in the country. And I was in jail with a guy that they called Rain Man. All right. His name was Rain Man. Everybody called him Rain Man. And he had books and books and books stacked up. And then he also had a bunch of paper stacked up. I'm talking about paper from the floor this high. And there were notebooks, you know. There were notebooks like these. Yellow notebooks and notepads, I'm sorry, notepads. And I'm like, damn, you you write a lot. And he's like, hey, I'm in here for life. I'm like, damn. Uh, So we start chopping it up. So I'm in there for about 18 months. And when I was a youngster doing dumb shit. And I kept hearing rumors that my celly was... A guy who Tupac stole everything from. Now, this is a true fucking story. I swear to God on my daughter and my dead daddy. I put on my dogs. I'm not lying to you on this story. I should put this in my book as well. In my new book, I'll put it in there. But I'm just telling you, not only did it come from everybody in the jailhouse, It also came from him himself about six months into actually getting to know him. He started to tell me some things. He's actually from Oakland, California. He's called the Rain Man because he dropped, basically spit on everybody. He spit some of the coldest rhymes and lyrics I've ever heard in my life. And I'm sitting there listening to him. I'm like, God damn, this motherfucker sound like Pac. Well, this is the deal. The story and the rumors in jail go like this. Tupac was told to portray this man, Rain Man, and do Rain Man a favor by getting all his lyrics to the world. And apparently Rain Man did some things for Tupac to keep Tupac out of jail and protected and in. Turn, the favor was, you spit my shit and get it out to the world. Dog, I'm going to be honest with you. This motherfucker is older than me and Tupac. He was older than us. And this motherfucker actually sounded like Tupac. And he was freestyling everything. Unless he knows every single fucking Tupac song by heart, which I find it hard to believe, this motherfucker is very, very convincing And it is a very convincing story that Tupac portrayed and took this guy's shit and used it. But he didn't steal it. He used it because it was a favor to this guy. Now, remember, if you look up Tupac, Tupac was a dancer. He wasn't a rapper. He was a digital underground performer as an African Bombada dancer. So go look at it. He was an actor. He was in movies. He had no tattoos. Just let it resonate. Go look it up. Don't have to listen to my crazy ass. Go look up the stories. Go listen to the shit. But when I see stories like Biggie stole this guy's shit, it made me think, dog, it ain't that far-fetched. It ain't that far-fetched. And there's probably some more things behind it. So, I'm just telling you, it ain't fucking far-fetched. There's a lot of shit that goes into this shit. And I think Tupac's the guy they call Rain Man. And I think he portrayed him. And it's funny that Tupac left the East Coast. He came to Oakland before ever getting introduced to de- Death Row and in the, in the, in the, in the South in in the Southern California vibe. He was in Oakland, Northern California. He met this guy, Rain Man. Rain Man d- did... I got caught up with a murder charge. Uh, he basically... Um, apparently, Tupac was in the mix of it. He took the rap. For him taking the rap, he told Tupac, get my shit out there and and, 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 and let everyone hear it. And Tupac was already kind of in the, in the fold as far as being an entertainer. He was just about to be in Poetic Justice, the movie. He was going to have the platform. He already had an album. And uh, Bam You get this story So I'm just telling you It's a very very uh, uh, Interesting story At the least Um, So when I see Biggie Taking that Story over It's not a shocker to me It's not a shocker to me That Biggie stole somebody's shit Um, So I don't know We had a rapper in Compton Who passed away uh, Who actually sounded Just like Biggie He actually had a few albums that came out, and a lot of people thought he stole Biggie's whole vibe. But he was actually from Compton, and that was how he rapped his whole life. But, you know, um, it is what it is. Um, So did he steal some lyrics? I don't know. Shit. I don't know. Um, Tyreek Hill basically came out and said, two is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL? All right. We've been hearing this shit. We've been hearing all these wideouts talking about how great their quarterback is. I get it. I get it. But you can't sit here and lie to real folks who know real football and know the sport in totality and sit here and think we're going to buy it. This is all what do you call clickbait? These motherfuckers want you to click it because he has a podcast now, just like Draymond Green, just like fucking... All these Ryan Clark and the Pivot Boys and all these guys, they all have their own shit, they're growing, and they want you to have clickbait. That's what it is. And so it's very interesting that he don't talk about the money getting him to Miami. He talks about TuA. So you're trying to sit here and tell me that this motherfucker left Mahomes to go to TuA just because he's more accurate. You've never thrown with him before. You don't know anything about how good he is under stress or under pressure. But you're going to say, oh, I'm going to go fuck with Tua. This is why you guys can't listen and believe every fucking single thing you say. You know, he has to stop saying it, Alan. But at the same time, he has to say it to give this guy confidence. Because I'll say it the other way. Yes, Gorilla Black, Ryan, is the name. Yes, good job. Um, I've known Gorilla Black his whole life. Uh, but let me ask you something. I say Tyreek Hill is saying that to Tua to get Tua's confidence up because he knows Tua's not very good, period. That's what I think. That is what I really think. And so um, it is what it is, man. It's just he's got to stop saying it now, though, because he's just insulting everybody's fucking intelligence. Even, Even Stevie Wonder knows that fucking, two was not the most accurate quarterback. Every fucking film they showed on ESPN today of him dropping passes were all behind him. <laughs> they were, every single one was behind him, Alan. But this motherfucker is the most accurate. It's like, come on, man. It's fucking crazy. Um, Tom Brady will be one of the quarterbacks I break down today. I'll leave the other three in suspense uh, towards the end of the show. Um How about this, though? We're still on the beginning of this show. I appreciate everybody in the show. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Transgenders with bulges belong on the beach. According to some dude named Alex Jenny, who writes for an article in a magazine called Them, he came out, and look at these motherfuckers right here. These are dudes, transgenders, who got dicks and wearing women's bikinis Look at this motherfucker right here. Like, get the fuck out of here. I I just can't even look at it that long. This is the world we're in. We're in this world, and... Oh, man, it's unbelievable. Uh, Brandon Rash, I don't remember you from yesterday. I don't even remember, uh, you know, if I took a piss or a shit yesterday. So I couldn't tell you who you are. All I know is... You could subscribe, but you need to become a member. Until I see you with the green name tag on your name, I still consider you a slap dick. So become a member. I don't care if you're a subscriber. So become a member. Yes. Yeah, so so these transgenders wearing these bikinis, I, I'm sure they're going to end up. I'm sure they're going to end up <clears throat> um, getting the fish vagina insertion, right? And they're going to have tilapia now where their dicks are. They're going to have fish inserted in their pussies. It's fucking unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Um I don't know if you've heard about this news though. Weed killer ingredient used and basically has been found in 80% of all of our urine samples. 80% of a fucking Americans urine samples has been, weed killer has been, Roundup, Roundup's facing a huge lawsuit, and now this cancer-causing ingredient was found in 80% of urine samples from kids and adults in the U.S. Now, let me break this down real quick. I didn't give my urine sample up, and I don't know if any of you in this chat gave your urine sample up. Did any of you guys give your urine sample up? So this is what I kind of got to break down. They don't ever tell you how many is the sample size. What is the sample size of the 80%? So before you all get scared about Roundup, I just went out and used Roundup on my rocks uh, yesterday. (laughs) By the way, I just fucking used Roundup, okay? Um, Before you get all scared and shit, let's find out what the sample size is of the 80%. Now, if... Twenty people fucking did the were in the this so called data stat that right. If only twenty motherfuckers were in there, then eighty percent of the twenty. Well, fuck, that's 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 not a good fucking sign, right? But it's not like four hundred million took a piss in this motherfucker's cup. So let's just make sure we're clear, because I didn't piss in a cup. Did you? So let's make sure we calm down on the whole fucking Roundup deal. But there is a lawsuit going on with Roundup. But what did you expect Roundup to be? Fucking edible? (laughs) Did we expect Roundup to be fucking consumable? We could drink the shit? It kills weeds! Did we think Roundup was going to be fucking great for your fucking body and your dogs? No, you don't spray the shit around your dogs or in your mouth. You fucking slap dicks. I'm just sitting here spraying Roundup in my mouth. I mean, come on, man. Ignorance is life-threatening. Let's not be stupid and ignorant. Let's fucking stay away and spray it out here. I mean, goddamn. Chicago's police department are dropping like flies. Here's a little stat-dap. 2019, 619 people left, and 444 joined. So you're minus 200, basically. 220, 700 left, 161 joined. So now you're down fucking 550. 2021, less than a year ago, 900 cops left. Only 51 has joined. That is an alarming... That is alarming stat right there. Um... that is a, an alarming stat right there. I just want you to see that stat because Chicago is is it a is, there a is there a conspiracy to the Chicago high murder rate is because we don't have any cops? Because cops are leaving? I bet you if you did that stat every single city, you would probably see similar numbers. But we don't show every single city. We only show the city that we want to s- scare. You know what I'm saying? Um San Bernardino County which is right here near where I'm at is actually was actually the murder capital of the country the last two years but nobody wants to talk about it because Chicago is a big city San Bernardino is a big county the biggest county in the country is San Bernardino County where I actually reside I'm not in the hood so to speak but San Bernardino County has more murders than Chicago but we only want to talk about Chicago because Chicago is a top three biggest cities in the country etc cetera, etc cetera. um but i bet you i guarantee you that la detroit new york miami they all have this they're all seeing that decline in police i would think especially when you motherfuckers try to defund them and all that old shit um so that's just something i think you know I saw Julio Jones went to the Bucks earlier. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to help Tom Brady or not. We're going to break down Tom Brady later on. I'm glad I got that information earlier so I can talk about when I talk about Tom Brady later on. Uh, lots to discuss here on this Talk That Talk Tuesday. And plus, trust me, some of you will talk and I will talk back. I'm going to get into a bunch of this different things. I don't know if you saw this, though, but the DNA you can take someone's dna and design a weapon that can kill them apparently the house intelligence committee members warn people not to share health data with sites like 23andme because it can become it could be used to program new bioweapons to target them what in the fuck am i even reading people Do you please, can you please help me understand what the fuck this means right there? How do I take someone's DNA and design a weapon that can kill them? I think we're starting to reach a bit and, uh, holy fuck, dog. I don't know what I'm reading anymore. I'm just, I'm not the news spreader. I'm the news spreader. I'm not the news giver. Um I I don't I don't I'm gonna get into the Julio Jones thing. I don't see it as a fit. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't see it as a fit. Um I don't see how Julio Jones fits in there. Um they went and got a big body. I don't know if he's expected to fill the role for Gronk. I don't see that as a role filler either. He's not Randy Mosto Wido is the problem. He's not that long dynamic. He's a big, huge freak of nature, but he's stiff. He's a hamstring pull away from being done for the year. Um, yeah, I agree with Alan. I don't think I don't think he's even going to make it through the year, dog. I think he's just so fucking stiff. His hamstrings just have not been good um, in the last five years, to be honest. Um, I don't. Yeah, Mike Evans is already Julio Jones, but younger, more fucking athletic. You know, more dynamic. Um, yeah, I mean, if they if they want a better run blocker, they need to go get a fullback and an H back. They don't need that motherfucker. Julio Jones is going to become a problem when he's only blocking and not fucking uh, and not fucking getting the ball. Um, so you got to understand, receivers are 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 prima donnas. Okay. They're pre-Madonna's um, if they're not getting the ball. So just understand that. And you have to know that that's the issue. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Julio Jones ain't the guy to me. Um, I don't know if you saw this, dog, but I got to show you this monkey pox requirement. Have you seen this? Please take a look at the monkeypox vaccine requirement. If you can't read it, I'm going to read it to you so all the audio side can hear it. People who meet all the following criteria are eligible to be vaccinated for monkeypox. First of all, you have to be gay, bisexual, or any other man who has sex with men and or transgender, gender non-conforming, or gender non-binary. Here we go with this shit. You have to be 18 or older. You have to have multiple or anonymous sex partners in the last 14 days. At this time, vaccination is not recommended for people who have had a monkeypox infection. If you had monkeypox, you you are currently not eligible to be vaccinated. If you do not meet these criteria, please do not make an appointment as you are not eligible to be vaccinated. So please let me understand this real quick before I remove it. The monkeypox vaccine. Monkeypox vaccine, okay? You cannot get the vaccine for monkeypox if you have monkeypox. You have to be gay, bisexual, or have had multiple sex partners in the last 14 days to get a monkeypox vaccination. <laughs> have you ever heard of something more stupid and asinine than that shit right there? I ain't never heard it, dog. I've never heard nothing like it. Um, that's like saying, COVID, don't get the vaccine unless you're gay, unless you're white. Uh, unless you're female or some shit. Like, what the fuck are we saying here? We are so fucked up right now, morally, I I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say anymore. Uh, I gotta break this down, and I don't know if you're gonna like it. I don't know if you're gonna like this take that I'm about to give, but Pennsylvania congressman votes against same-sex marriage. Then he attends his gay son's wedding. Now, you're talking about a bunch of hypocritical, oxymoron, fucking different type of shit going on. Between the monkeypox vaccine requirements, now to a Pennsylvania congressman votes against same-sex marriage, then he attends his gay son's wedding. Okay? So, here's my take. I, I would love to hear anyone's take on this. But I got to break this down into a way that you can understand. And I'm, I'm going to sound extremely, whatever you want to call it, conservative, right-winged. I don't know what I'm going to sound like on this one. But I have to be honest. This is how I see that guy, all right? Now, I don't know. This guy could be a total fuckface and a shitbird. He's a politician, so I'm, I'm, I don't trust him, right? But let me break this down. I believe he's an old school guy who believes a dick should go in a vagina or, or a female mouth or a female asshole. <laughs> That's what I believe he believes. Okay. Having said that, when his son came home and told his daddy, I took a dick in the ass. I believe he was devastated. I believe his ideologies is to vote against gay marriage and anything that has to do with homosexuality as far as becoming a partner or adopting kids or any of those things that they're voting on right now. I think it hurt him to the core. He had to get over it and I believe he finally got over it and then he showed up to his son's wedding. That's my take on it. That's my take. And and, and I, is he a hypocrite? Yeah, but I believe he was against gay marriage and found out his son is gay, and he had to show up to his son's wedding. You either disown your son or you show up in support, right? I mean, that's just what it is. Magic Johnson, Dwayne Wade, they've all supported their sons, right? I understand that's where this guy was. He was in a he was in a very very peculiar predicament. Um, I just, that's my take on what I think the guy did. I think the guy's voted against it his whole life. I think that's what he's going to stick to just because his son is gay. That doesn't mean he wasn't going to vote the way he believes in, which is not to have gay marriage. And that's what he voted on. So can that be a thing? I'm just, I'm just asking for, I'm asking, I'm asking, I want to take, I want your take on it. I want some of your takes on the shit. I don't think it's right, wrong, or indifferent, and I don't care what his beliefs are. I'm just telling you, he voted against gay marriage, but it was later at his his son's gay wedding. I mean, I think that's how it went, Alexander. That's just my goal. That's my that's my take on it. Um, <sighs> Raven, new tie, 78, new member. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, Oh, yeah, Bailey. I don't know if you saw my ad. I did the cannabis ad. Um, Ash and Bailey were back here fucking licking each other's ass. <laughs> uh, I had to throw some spice into the cannabis ad, you know. Um, So let me get you to this woman... In this abortion video, I want you to see this guy who came out and stuck to his fucking beliefs. He didn't budge at all. Listen to this.
1: to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended.
3: <laughs> see, I don't care right, wrong, or indifferent. I don't really give a shit. I'm just... I'm just glad people are being fucking sticking to their guns. Uh, shit. I, I don't care what either way. I just like that he's sticking to his guns. That's really what, I, what it comes down to. I like that he's sticking to his guns. and uh, It is what it is, right? I really don't care. We're not going to get into fucking pro-life, pro-choice, and all that bullshit. I'm just glad he's sticking to his guns. Uh, also, this is the grocery list that apparently has cancer now, and that's wonder why I haven't been able to find my fucking Nutter Butters any fucking place because are they on the cancer list? I gotta know. Please listen to this fucking video.
2: Dangerous cancer-causing chemicals and products for sale on the grocery store shelves. Scientists tested a variety of common items and found disturbing results.
1: Action News Jacks Investigator Justin Gray is live in Washington. Justin, the same deadly chemical lawmakers are working to keep out of drinking water can also be found in food packaging. John, the
2: scientists tested for elevated levels of fluorine. They say that means that the product was likely made with the dangerous, potentially cancer-causing chemical PFAS microwave popcorn, dental floss, even cake pans. Researchers tested in-house products from supermarket giant Albertsons, owner of Shaw's, Safeway, Acme, and more, and found signs of PFAS chemicals. We've told you before how PFAS chemicals can get into the water supply from firefighting foam and cause cancer and liver disease. But the group Safer Chemicals Healthy Families warns those same dangerous chemicals can also be found in the packaging and groceries, which can...
3: Man, we got too many, we got too much shit going on. I don't know where to even begin. I don't even know where to begin. Um, um, I don't even know where to begin. I'm going to be honest with you. Um. Fucking nutter butters, dog. Um, I don't know if you haven't heard. I got to give a shout-out to my boy Jay. Jay Henry. I haven't seen him in the chat. His dad passed away. So if you haven't heard, Jay, our our boy Jay, that's always in the chat. I always fuck with Jay. I hired Jay at Indy to be in the front office. Um, And shout-out to Jay. His dad passed away uh, last weekend, I believe. So... um, you know, um, if you guys hear from him or see him, give him, uh, show him some love. Um, rest in peace to his pops. Uh, so I don't know, man. We got a lot of shit to talk about. We got a lot to discuss. Uh, we're gonna get into a lot of coach, a lot of football related shit. I'm gonna get into. Let me break down. Um, let me break down my top five most feared NFL players of all time. Before we get too far into this show. I'm going to break down my top five most feared players, okay? And I'm sure I'll hear about all these top fives and tens I'm going to discuss here on Twitter later on. I'm sure I'm going to hear about all of it from all the fucking great fucking uh, Twitter gurus. Um, But here's my top five most feared players in NFL history. Okay, we'll start at number five, Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus, for his era, was a player that many players feared his eyes alone he probably had the second most deadliest eyes in football inside of a helmet if you don't know then you just don't know because you never fucking played the game you never played the sport and you don't understand what i'm discussing but when you look at someone's eyes and they're looking at you and you have deadly eyes it's a difference. It changes things. Trust me. Okay, Dick Buckus had the second craziest set of eyes uh, I've ever seen. Jack Tatum. If you don't know who Jack Tatum is, you need to go Google the motherfucker and look at him. Look him up. Um, I love when I give my list and people say, "What about this guy?" Like Brian Martinez. What about Junior Seau? What fucking about him, homie? Do you see him on my fucking list? I cannot... It's a pe- I'm going to put it as my new pet peeve tomorrow, Brian. My new pet peeve. Look at my list and then say, what about? Motherfucker, I don't have him on my list, do I? What about him? What the fuck? No shit. And Brian now wants to talk... And no Ray Lewis? God damn, homie. I, 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 I don't understand how a motherfucker can make a list. And then immediately be questioned before I'm even at number four. Like, it it blows my fucking mind. My dick's 12 inches. What, what, What about John Holmes? What about him, motherfucker? His dick's 13 inches, I guess. I don't know. Like, what the fuck does it have to do with the fucking price of chi in China? Like, I don't understand what the fucking difference Motherfuckers are not even talking or listening to my list, but they're going to bring... Brian Martinez is named five motherfuckers. He's named five motherfuckers. Um, let's see. Brian Martinez. You're blocked. I just blocked Brian Martinez. Um, So... Jack Tatum was a fierce... Like, Ronnie Lott was in the mix of making my top five as well. Um, But... Jack Tatum um, was a downhill motherfucker who would rip your head off. He was known... I believe they called him... uh, What did they call Jack Tatum? Something like fucking... I, I think they called him something. Like death or some shit. Um but Jack Tatum was a freak. Jack Lambert was another guy with crazy eyes, all right? Um he's another guy with crazy eyes. He is another linebacker from his era that I believe was just nasty, was nasty and um Jack Lambert was a motherfucker at the same time. Now, could he run this? Could he run now with these guys? Fuck no. He couldn't run with fucking nobody. He was probably stiff as a porn dick. Probably stiff as Brian Martinez's fucking John Holmes dick. But at the same time, Mike Singletary had the most crazy set of eyes of all time. And. He was a motherfucker that'll hit you head-to-head, crown of his helmet, right into your fucking face. And I believe he was, I think, Singletary was the most intimidating player. Now, Lawrence Taylor was the most feared player. And everyone's going to say, well, what about Aaron Donald? What about this? Like, shut the fuck up. Lawrence Taylor was the most feared player of all time. If you hadn't seen, um, my boy hit me up yesterday on Twitter when he saw the, the Aaron Donald question. Somebody asked me about Aaron Donald. He said, would you take Lawrence Taylor or Larry Donald? I said, I'll take Lawrence Taylor every day, all day. And, there, and, and I said, Lawrence Taylor was feared. Aaron Donald is revered. There's a fucking huge difference. Let's just make sure you understand. There's a difference between revering someone and fearing someone. And Aaron Donald's revered. Lawrence Taylor was fucking feared. And there's never another... There'll never be another LT. Ever. And, um, you know... I just think we've had Aaron Donalds before. Now, a lot of my buddies, we argue all the time about Aaron Donald. I'm not a huge Aaron Donald guy. I, you know, I think he's, you know, his size actually benefits him as playing D-tackle and his build. Now, I give him all the credit in the world. He's, he's a freak. He's worked out. He's worked on his body. He's actually got like a linebacker body. In a small frame. So his pad level stays low. He can get through big 6'8", 6'9", Because of his pad level. And how quick off the ball he is. Because of his size. You know Warren Sapp was very similar. Leon Lett. I would take over Aaron Donald. All day long. If he had my brain. But Leon Lett was a fucking mental midget. And if Leon Lett could think. He's probably the single most dominant player, player that I've ever seen. So if you haven't seen Leon Lett, and all you fuckers are going to ask me, well, what about uh, Johnny? Then fucking go Google Leon Lett. Okay? Go watch Leon Lett. And I would never take Aaron Donald over Reggie White. I wouldn't take him probably over Warren Sapp. I probably wouldn't even take him over... Lee, I wouldn't take him over Leon Lett. I probably wouldn't take him over Charles Haley. I can go on and on uh, some D linemen. Now, whether you play in the edge or inside. Now, Lawrence Taylor can play hybrid outside backer. He can rush the passer. He can play inside. Lawrence Taylor was a dude you just can't fucking... uh, You can't account for. You cannot account for Lawrence Taylor. Um, so... It is what it is. Um, But that's my top five most feared players um, of all time. So that's just what it is. Um, So let's get into some things before I get into some football talk and make it a fun show. Um, I got to get into some this this 9-11 footage that we haven't really been seeing or shown. You can give me your take on what you think this 9-11 footage is. Um, But... Right before that, I want to make sure that you go head on over to BlueChew.com and get you guys some fucking dick hard pill. Listen up. Proud sponsor of the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later podcast is BlueChew. Head on over to BlueChew.com. Being intimate with your partner should be the best part of your day when you get to have it. Don't let whatever happened during your day get in your head and ruin the fun. The Chewables from BlueChew.com can make your day a better one. It'll make sure you're able to perform at your best when you get the opportunity to have fun. Every man wants a winning team, front row seats to the big game, and a partner to heat things up in the bedroom. BlueChew can help with the last one. Make sure you head on over. Don't be a slapdick. Get you some Bluetooth. Use it today. You don't want to be laughed at in the bed, gentlemen. And your ladies don't want to go chase somebody else down because you can't get it up. Head on over to Bluetooth.com. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and tell them that I sent you. Get you $5 off shipping using the promo code BELIEVE. And you can receive your first month free. Bluechew.com. Tell him I sent you. Peace. Got some news just just recently in the last two seconds. Uh, if you don't know, you don't know, but if you don't know, if you know who Mike Farrell is, he actually is pretty big on Twitter. I think he's got like 200,000 um subscribers. He's big on Instagram as well. He has his own sports uh channel. Um Mike Farrell Sports. If you haven't, if you don't know who Mike is, go Google him. Check him out. Um, he does everything from recruiting to discussing NFL coaches, college, a lot of college stuff. Um, I'm gonna come on. He's gonna come on the show, and we're gonna talk about. Um, we're gonna break down everything. Transfer portal to recruiting to the Kyler Murray news. So we got a real guy that could talk football, and we're going to discuss it, and we're going to break it down. And uh, I'm glad that Mike's going to join the show in about an hour. All right, so he'll join the show at the three o'clock hour on the West Coast, and it'll be on the six o'clock hour on the East Coast. So stay tuned. Mike Farrell will join in, and we'll talk all things all things college football recruiting and. The Kyler Murray News, along with some things that I'll share. So, um, I want to break down this couple things real quick that you haven't seen. Or maybe you have seen them and, and you just don't know. But there's some 9-11 footage that they will not allow on, on TV. And maybe they'll cut it out of my shit. But just look at it and drop your comments below. Do you think the, the footage has been rigged and voice-overed? Or do you think this really existed... And uh, based on the camera that was used, obviously it wasn't a phone because phones at that time in 2000 didn't fucking zoom in. They were most likely a flip phone or a fucking Nokia car phone. But we're going to break down what you think about this 9-11 video. And I have another 9-11 video that I want you to see as well.
5: The Pentagon, CNN's military affairs correspondent, Jamie McIntyre. And Jamie, you got very close to where that plane went down. That's right Judy. A short uh, a, a while ago I walked right up to next to the building where uh, uh, firefighters were still trying to put out the blaze. The the fire by the way is still burning in some parts of the Pentagon and I took a look at the huge gaping hole that's in this sideway but from my close up inspection uh, there's no evidence of a plane having crashed anywhere near the Pentagon. The only site uh, is the actual uh, side of the building that's crashed in and as I said the only pieces left uh, that you can see are are small enough that you could pick up in your hand. Uh, there are no large uh, tail sections, wing sections, uh, a fuselage, nothing like that any
3: So this guy says he didn't even see any fucking footage now this is my thing my brother was an Air Force fighter pilot. I got I've heard every single fucking story okay I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I, this is my thing. Without an engine of from the plane itself, which is the heaviest portion of an of an airplane, why haven't we ever found the black box or the actual engine that weighs three tons? Why haven't we seen the engines anywhere around the nine eleven or around the buildings? I've never. That's something that alarmed me, and I just don't know why we would have done it. But again, why is the monkeypox the new fucking COVID pandemic? Again, we don't know why our government does what they do. And we always can speculate and guess and wonder. And wonder why you would try to fuck your own country that way. But it's been happening this way forever. And I think it was written in the fucking rule book for any president that takes over. This is what you have to do. And um, and that's just what it is, right? And so, um, you know, it's fucking crazy. Um So I don't know what you think, but I want you to see this footage taken from this guy who says he swears this is legit and you tell me what you think.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god! Holy shit I just got that! Uh, oh my god! Is it a plane or a bomb? They said
1: it
0: was a, uh, a plane. They it was a plane and that, that building just randomly fucking exploded! It's not a plane. Look, that side just blew up. It just blew up two minutes ago. Way after that one. That is not a plane. They don't know what they're talking about. How would they see a plane hit that? It was a matter of two seconds. I mean did you hear it before the bombing? It was something like gone so slow. I thought it was like big boxes. Yeah, but then that side exploded. How did that side explode? Maybe it dropped from the one side the other. You didn't even know. Oh my god! No 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 you don't understand. People have been jumping. No no don't people have been jumping off the building like you see them flying down. You're fucking Are you fucking insane? Yo that's I I got some film that started blowing up. That side just blew up a really minute well. Oh, fuck. Uh No. No no, I saw that <laughs> building blow up. It just blew up. A flat out blew up. <laughs> it was
3: a Man, I see the people in that window waving and shit. That's gotta be some crazy shit. That's gotta be some footage that motherfuckers sold on eBay. Like, that shit right there, I, I don't know, you know. Um, and I understand the videos show the plane, but we don't know what those videos were, just like that video right there. So... The wings hitting that plane would have disintegrated a plane, according to my brother, who flies fucking planes. And it would have never went into the building like that. The building was infrastructure to withstand tornadoes. So, I don't know, man. I'm not into the conspiracy thing, but I'm just telling you, dog. I don't know what happened. I don't know why nobody how many people have you seen come and talk about they saw the plane hit the building. I've yet to see a motherfucker say they actually saw the plane hit the fucking thing. All I've ever seen people talk about is fucking blowing up, the fucking buildings blowing up, blowing up. So, you know, I don't know. Um no, but yeah, he flies planes and crashes them. Fuck, we got some ignorant motherfuckers in here. He's a fighter pilot, bro. Just so you know. So, I think he knows about planes and, and what they what they do when they when they crash. I don't know if anyone would fly a plane if they did not know what happened to them if they fucking crashed. Are you fucking retarded, Revenue Tie Seventy Eight? Are you retarded? Please come forward and let us know you're retarded before I continue a conversation with you. I think you're fucking retarded. So, do you know what happens to a fucking car if you hit a brick wall at 100 miles an hour? You fucking retard. Oh, I drive cars, but I don't know what happens if they crash. <laughs> Holy fuck, homie, we have some of the most retarded human beings in this fucking chat on a day-to-day basis. I, I, I swear to God, we can pick one motherfucker out of this chat and find him and find out that he's retarded. And we can literally put him out in a global search, and he would come out as the most stupid motherfucker ever to be put on this earth. He would be in this chat. And today's guy is Revenue Tie 78 Your brother's a fighter pilot, but does he know what happens when you crush him? (laughs) Holy fuck, homie. I drive fucking my car every single day. Guess what? I know what happens if I fucking run it off the wall, off the fucking road, you fucking idiot. God damn, homie. We got some dumb motherfuckers in here. Holy shit. How many people in this chat can just assume... That driving their fucking airplane into a wall, a wall or a building probably wouldn't come out very very positive. <laughs> How many motherfuckers can come on here, please, and uh, assume those uh, things, please, please? I just want to hear. I just want to hear your take. That, you know, is it is it that fucking far-fetched to realize that a plane going Mach 3, hitting a wall, probably isn't going to come out too good? Do we need to really know how to fucking crash a plane to make that assumption? I, I'm curious. I'm curious. Um, holy shit, dog. Common sense is no longer common, people. Please understand that. Common sense is not common, okay? So, please. Please grasp that concept. Please understand it. Common sense is no longer common. It's been gone. The only common sense that I know is the rapper. Common sense. Common. Um, So... Because you're fucking retarded, revenue, that's why you assume shit just like all the other fucking assumption making motherfuckers in the world. You don't listen, you hear. You can't even fucking read apparently now. Holy shit. Anyway, this is what's going on every day right now.
0: Oh my I said, I you to be, you fuck you bitch fuck you fuck, fuck up, you bitch 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 bitch
1: bitch 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 bitch
2: up, bitch
3: <laughs> it's always the motherfucker talking that got their ass beat. Why is that? Why is that? Why is it always the motherfucker that gets their ass beat who then gets protected? Who gets protected um, by a bunch of people in between them that starts to yell? <laughs> Oh, it's fucking comical, man. It's fucking comical. Um, Spirit Airlines, dog. Can't go anywhere without them. Um, Dog, just imagine, TJ. TJ said those workers don't get paid enough. I got news for you. Either do teachers having to deal with these fuck sticks who throwing fucking erasers at their heads and hitting teachers every day see that's the problem we got we got the lowest paying jobs that have to deal with the highest fucking risk but then we got motherfuckers in politics that don't do shit all day who will steal your money they'll fucking do everything illegal in the book and not go to jail and we wonder why i call priests and politicians the most crooked motherfuckers in the world I mean, it is what it is, but teachers, cops, firefighters, everybody that has to protect and serve in some type of manner, social workers, psychologists, psychiatrists, anybody in that regard. Um, I just don't understand. I don't get it. Why is everyone that has to a sole effect on a human get paid the lowest? But a motherfucker that has no reach on anyone Get paid the highest It's entertainment value It's the marketplace We just paid Kyler Murray Fucking 200 million To not do his job And you wonder why This type of shit happens every day I'm just telling you Um So you know You guys gotta go pee pee and poo poo Yeah you guys gotta go pee pee and poo poo Bailey What's up, dude? What's up, Bonnie? All right, all right, all right. Um, anyway, man, I appreciate everybody hitting the like button, subscribe, become a member. We haven't even started this show. I got Mike Farrell calling in at 3 o'clock. He's going to get a great, great talk. You're going to get some great information on college football and the college landscape. We also have a lot more to discuss before I even break down my own. Top 10 most undrafted players of all time. Plus, I'm going to get into the top, my, my fearsome foursome of the day, which I'm going to break down four quarterbacks. And I'm going to get into those things as well. And uh, and then we got guys like Ty 78 who just became a member today, who's an absolute fucking retard. But you got to love him. He's paying $1.99 a month. Mr. Albert Lopez just checked in. What's happening, Albert? Albert went to high school with me in junior high and everything else. I haven't seen Albert in a long, long time. Shout out to Albert. Um, and uh, listen, we're going to break down many things. I'm going to keep the show rolling. Uh, the dogs, Ty Schmidt, my boy. Uh, uh, yeah, I wish. I, I don't know. Ty Schmidt and them watched the show here and there. I don't know if they have in a while or not. They used to. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but we had an airplane. We had an airport shooting in Dallas. Watch this clip right here.
1: All right, there's just a couple things yeah. that I want to start off. with. Number one, we're going to tell you the facts as we know it to this point. Not only might they change, they probably I will as we look into this I investigation even further. But I'm going to tell you what I know at the current time. The second part about it is that we will not be taking any questions until we get uh, all the facts of the case. Let's go, pee. But today, this morning at yeah, about 10:59, a 37-year-old woman gets dropped off goes inside near the ticket counters in front of southwest goes at one point into a restroom exits the restroom now she's either put a some sort of hoodie on or some other different type of clothing that she had when she walked in at some point simultaneously one of our officers is in the area she produces a handgun and begins firing at this point we don't know where exactly the individual was aiming For the most of what we're seeing now, she was aiming uh, at the ceiling, but there was uh, several rounds that are found. Simultaneously as she's doing that, our officer engages the suspect, strikes her in the lower extremities. She's taken into custody and is currently at Parkland Hospital. No other individuals were injured in this event other than the suspect who again is at Parkland. That's all we have right now but we wanted to ensure that our community knows that this is not an active situation. We want to make sure our community knows that there are no other passengers, uh, family members, or, or, or people in the airport that have been, uh, that are victims, uh, and that's what we got at this time. Thank you very much.
3: Lucy, where are you at? Lucy, was that you? Did you shoot up the fucking place? So apparently, I guess her husband worked there, is what I heard. And I don't know if that was Lucy's husband working there or not. <laughs> um, mental illness is real. Come on, here we go with that shit. Here's the mental illness fucking deal. Let me let me let me ask you, Kanye, real quick. I like Kanye, by the way. Kanye sends me a lot of things. Let me tell you. Let me let me break this down, Kanye, real quick to you. If mental illness is is real because of a lady went into an airport and shot up the place because her husband got fired, what do we call gangsters in L.A. who just had a fucking gang banged out shootout? Is that mental illness? Because I've been seeing cats shoot at motherfuckers my whole life, dog. And no, not one time was mental illness ever brought up into discussion when it comes to a motherfucker that shot up a building. We never talked about mental illness when all those postal shootings were going on back in the 80s and the 90s. Why didn't we? Why is it now all of a sudden Mental illness. See, it's always been mental weakness. Mental weakness has always been a thing. Mental illness just started. Relatively in the last, you know, five, ten years, we started really pushing this narrative of mental illness. Mental health. Um, I'm not really buying the mental illness shit, dog. Not like everyone else. I agree that mental health issues Are around I believe mental health does exist But I believe mental health chooses us I don't believe we get to choose mental health I don't believe we wake up one morning And say you know what I don't know my name anymore I'm going to say I don't know my name today I'm mentally ill That's not how it works You wake up one day And you really lose your mind And forget your name That's how mental health works So You know, is what it is. Um, Listen, before I get this show going still, I got a caller coming in. I got a fucking lot of shit to still discuss. Plus, I'm going to talk about my top 10 most undrafted or top 10 undrafted players of all time. I'm going to talk about right here, right after this piss break. And I'm going to go let the dogs back in. I'm going to talk about this fucking... I'm going to have my top 10 list, man. I know you guys are going to love and hate. I'll be back in three minutes. Stay tuned. Peace. So here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation. Not only did we play against each other in high school growing up together, his his older brother was actually one of my Juco tight ends. His name is Chris Gonzalez, by the way. Went to Huntington Beach High School, grew up right up the street. We played together in the – we actually played each other in high school twice. Um, He also played basketball when I – for his high school, we were obviously the number one team in the country in basketball. He was a great basketball player as well. Played at Cal Berkeley with Jason Kidd, um, Tremaine Folks, another good friend of mine. He was on that squad, Uh, Ed Gray, another L.A. kid. That Cal team was great. I think they lost in the Elite Eight uh, to Duke, I want to say, or North Carolina. But that that Cal team was really good. Tony Gonzalez was a problem in college basketball. Could have played in the NBA. Uh, I don't think he would have ever had the same career. Obviously, he would have just been a big, bulky power forward in the in the NBA. You know, he's six six. Uh, probably could, you know, at that time. Um, but he was a great inline blocker. He was a great pass receiver and catcher. He obviously, and also was, uh, he did a lot of things that tight ends at that time were not willing to do. Uh, but Tony was a all around tight end who holds most. All right, I'm back. Let's get this party cracking. All right, I got a lot of shit to still talk about. Um,. Oh, Ace, I, I fully agree with you. I fully agree with you. Um, I fully agree with that portion of mental health being a thing. Um, Ash, go sit down. Um, appreciate everybody coming in today, man. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, so let's get into my top ten real quick before I get into the rest of the show. Um... I still have some videos to show you. I got a caller coming in in about 30 minutes. Talk about some college football and some good things. It'll be a good talk. Uh, He'll be on for about 15 minutes. And then I'll get back to my quarterbacks and my Kyler Murray take on all this contract shit that's going on. So let's get to my top 10 real quick. All right. Top 10 undrafted players of all time. All right. Here we go. So. I'm going to start at number 10 for everybody that's on the audio side because you can hear me. Jeff Saturday. A lot of people don't know. He was an instrumental piece of the Indianapolis Colts who won a Super Bowl. Um, Was a great center, Peyton Manning. He actually centered for some great quarterbacks. Was a basically undrafted player. Um, Centers are the leaders of football teams. If you do not know this because you never played, then uh, obviously you just don't know. That's why you should stop putting your fucking foot in your mouth. Um, Jeff Saturday is number 10 for me as the number 10 undrafted player. Okay, Rod Smith. If you don't know who Rod Smith is, I'm actually going to get Rod on the show. I've t- I talked to Rod quite a bit. He's a fan of mine, actually. it's a great thing. I was always a fan of Rod. Rod Smith was a great wide out in Denver. He's been around a long, long time. He was actually undrafted as well. Um, ended up having a damn near Hall of Fame career. Great player. Tony Romo was undrafted. Um, Tony Romo, Ryan Clark ain't on shit. Ryan Clark is on these nuts. Ryan Clark don't have a spot to piss in with me. Fuck Ryan Clark. He's a bitch-made cat. All I know is Tony Romo had a top 10 skill set of all time. Tony Romo has a top 10 skill set of all time. And, you know, the bottom line is he just had no it factor. He couldn't win a game. Even though he still won more playoff games than fucking Dak Prescott, who everybody wants to give $200 million to, Tony Romo still... Had more fucking wins than him, by the way. But that's just what it is. Um, Priest Holmes. I actually got to see Priest Holmes uh, play in person uh, my my undrafted rookie year. He was a player of the or hey yeah, I think he was NFL player of the year that year. Uh, I don't know if he got MVP or not, but he was player, he was, I know he was an offensive MVP, but I don't know if he got the uh, MVP or, the, or not. But, um, Priest Holmes was a big-time back. We also had Larry Johnson, Penn State running back, who came out as a rookie that year, uh, whose whose career was cut short, actually. Um, But it is what it is. Um, Antonio Gates, basketball player in college, comes over to NFL, ends up having a Hall of Fame career. career, um, You know, I didn't put him in my top five tight end list, of course, obviously, even though a lot of people thought he could be, and he could have been, but I just thought there was five other guys that were more deserving because they went through the process and actually learned the game a little bit and played it a little bit longer. He was actually a lot fresher. Uh, That's one of my actual arguments. Uh, People don't understand it if you don't play it. If you never played the game, then you would never understand it. Um, But Antonio Gates. James Harrison, all right. If you don't know who James Harrison is, uh, James Harrison. Um, it's funny, Eddie. Eddie Mayweather is asking about James. 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 Can you read, motherfucker? He's been on the list the entire fucking time. It's ticking, homie. God damn, how many times you going to ask about James fucking Harrison, homie? He's in the fucking ticker, ticking below. God damn, I've seen Eddie ask about James Harrison five fucking times, and he's sitting there on the list. That's where the motherfucker's at. Brian Martinez? God damn, homie. So, James Harrison, alright, is right there, Eddie. Fucking number five. John Randall. John Randall was a difference maker. Uh D tackle. He played a lot, fucking, he played a lot of fucking uh Had to get double teamed. Demanded a double team. Was a great, great inside three-tech shade technique in the NFL. Long long time for the Vikings. Um, Warren Moon, California JUCO kid. He never won um, won a Super Bowl. So that is why Warren Moon uh, is behind Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner won a Super Bowl, went to a few other ones. Um, and Kurt Warner actually coming out of Northern Iowa playing arena football. Um, he has to be one of those stories, um, that you have to have him on that list. And, and number one is Adam Vinatieri, a kicker coach. Yes. A fucking kicker. Guess how many fucking big time kicks he made to win Super Bowls. People as an undrafted guy, Adam Vinatieri is on top of my top 10 list. I know Josh uh, Uso wanted to see the list. I don't know how you think about the list, but that's my top 10 undrafted. You guys can go look up who yours is. Um, That's my top 10 right there. I think those top 10 guys right there can compete with any other top 10 undrafted guys, um, including fucking Ryan Clark and all those fucking guys. Ryan Clark benefited from a team that had a fucking number one defense in the NFL at the time he got into the league. And was coming off of going into the era of Ben Roethlisberger where they were going to continue. They were going to win two Super Bowls. And it is what it is, man. It is what it is. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Great deal. But, um there's some other guys on that list that I could have put in there, but, you know. Didn't want to get into it, get overzealous, and get a bunch of motherfuckers. It's top ten list, okay? It's not a, it's not your top ten list. It's not fucking everybody. Um, So I got a story. I'm going to tell you about this 5G deal, and then I'm going to tell you about a real story. A buddy of mine who actually works the lines and uh works on the shit but listen to this 5g deal that everyone by the way 5g has been absolutely dog shit on my phone i've the 5g service i've had has been absolutely fucking horrendous and i want you to hear this 5g story
1: it's not been made clear to the public that 5g won't just be another number and letter on your cell phone it requires an entirely new infrastructure of thousands of small cellular antennas to be erected throughout cities where it's going to be installed.
5: What would 5G infrastructure look like? Small cell antennas could be placed as close as every third hydro pole. Scientists from 42 countries are now warning their governments about the emerging health problems associated with wireless radiation and Canadian doctors and scientists have added their voices.
1: The most prevalent symptoms include headache, fatigue, decreased ability to concentrate, tinnitus, irritability and insomnia. Impacts on the heart and the nervous system are also of great concern.
5: So patients are- Dr. Rena Bray has been working at the Provincial Environmental Health Clinic for 15 years and seen the number of people suffering adverse effects from electromagnetic
1: exposure rising. We are concerned that the upcoming introduction of 5G will significantly increase the proximity and extent of exposure to microwave radiation in Ontarians. We predict that the number of people who develop the symptoms I just mentioned will rise in the places where 5G is first and in-
3: so look I got a true story about this my boy is works 5g this was years ago okay years ago um, years ago my buddy was putting in 5g and he came and told me he said listen man I went to I, I woke up one morning and my hair was fucking in my pillow. My hair was on my pillow. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, dog, my hair was on my pillow. Um, We're we're installing 5G. And I said, damn, that's kind of fucked up. And uh, another buddy of mine came forward and said, why don't you see birds ever on top of the 5G towers? because birds know that it's fucked up and they're dying on the motherfucker. But we're being forced to have 5G everything. Now, I'm not going to get into we conspiracy. We've, I've heard the same shit at, at, when it was 2G, okay, 20 years ago. But the 5G thing is a buddy of mine who's a fucking healthy dude actually lost his hair and then he ended up being very sick he is not dead, he's alive, but he's battling this shit, and he thinks it's solely because of 5G. So, I don't know about the 5G shit, dog. I really don't know. It's just another thing, though. I mean, how many things do we have going on right now? How many fucking things do we have going on right now? I don't know, dog. I don't know. So, um... Who knows? You know. I don't even know what a grackle is, Raven. I don't even know what a fucking grackle is. What the fuck is a grackle? So far, you said a bunch of retarded shit on this show so far. And I'm just holding on because you made a fucking... You became a member today, so I want to give you a day before... You know, I don't want to assume that you're a slapdick. Well, you were definitely a slapdick. I don't know if you're a fuckstick or a shitbird just yet. So... I want to make sure before... I want to give you a good day evaluation before, you know, have to fucking block your ass. Um, give me one second. I uh, I need to take this call. Um, but why you listen to this call or why I take this call, please understand the world we live in because this is why 6ix9ine and all these other motherfuckers... Uh, snits because we're snitching on our own mama.
0: What's up,
3: come out there okay definitely
5: the Pentagon, CNN's military affairs correspondent, Jamie McIntyre. And, Jamie, you got very close to where that plane went down. That's right, Judy. A short, uh, a a while ago, I walked right up to next to the building was, uh, uh, firefighters were still trying to put out the blaze. The fire, by the way, is still burning in some parts of the Pentagon. And I took a look at the huge gaping hole that's in this sideway, but from my close, what up, the Real Coach JB for the you. hate
3: me now, love me later pod. This show is brought to you by Canada Dips. Use the promo code JB for 20%. All right, all right, my bad. Um, that was my agent, actually. Um, so um, I've been, been invited to the San Diego Chargers practice this Thursday. Breaking news for all you fucks out there that will see me Thursday at the Chargers camp. So I'm going to see my boy Braden Fajoco. My Uso, I'm going to go out to see him uh, Thursday and watch the Chargers practice here in Orange County. So, uh, Hector, I can't tell you that, dog, because it goes against the whole fucking deal. By the way, Hector is going on vacation to Guatemala or Honduras or where the fuck is he? Where are you going, dog? Um and Hector will not be here for Friday's picks. He's going to try to get me some picks for you, though, um, for the weekend. So hopefully Hector can come up with that. No pressure, Hector. Um, <laughs> um, Guatemala. Hector's going to Guatemala. So he will not be on the show Friday to give us his picks. But uh, hopefully we can get some picks for him. Um, Mike Farrell joining us in about 20 minutes to talk all things college football. And uh, I wanna get to a few more videos before I break down a few more things on the quarterback front. Uh, Before I get into Kyler Murray and my four quarterbacks that I'm gonna break down, before Mike Farrell comes on, I'm gonna talk about the Constitution and why it does not apply to us anymore.
2: Did you know that if you live 100 miles from a coastline or border in the United States, the Constitution doesn't apply to you. And if you live in any of these yellow areas, this video applies to you directly. Just this past week, Supreme Court actually okayed warrantless assaults and home invasions by federal agents. Again, in these yellow areas. And would you look at that? It's going on at the same time as the gun control movement. Have you been paying attention as they take the Fourth Amendment away from you? So now, for no rhyme or reason, they can pull up on your house, can pull up to your house on a warrantless search and seizure. And if you say no, they can detain you and arrest you with full impunity they are making themselves untouchable. Day by day, we watch the world and America fall. And not to mention, back in 2012, Barack Obama himself signed the National Defense Authorization Act, H.R. 4310, making it legal for all media to purposely lie to you.
3: Hey, I don't know, I'm just saying, um, It's crazy We're in a crazy world right now man Everybody out there I don't know what to say I just know we got some fucked up shit going on And, and it's It ain't getting better I, I mean look at what Big Pharma's doing You know pharmaceutical we know makes billions and trillions of dollars Because of pandemic scares and different shit But just furthermore proving that Quit listening to all the fucking media and go do your own fucking research.
2: All of these conditions that we think happen to us are actually happening within us because you deplete the body of raw materials. You know, we define depression in this country as an inadequate supply of serotonin, right? So if your serotonin is low, you're by definition depressed. So you would think the treatment would be to raise serotonin, but that's not what we do. We take people that are depressed and we put them on SSRIs, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, right? And what these do is they ration what little serotonin you have, right? So by definition, it never raises serotonin. So by definition, it never ends depression. So antidepressants by their own definition will never end depression. They will just keep it from getting worse. They'll keep you from going off a cliff.
3: Man. It's so much shit. Oh, I know about research HR Bill 430 or uh, 4350. I know all about it, Paco. That shit's crazy too. That's Obama at his finest right there. Dog, all the presidents are puppets in a puppet show. That's just what it is. We 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 all know that. I mean, it's just fucked up. Um We got mamas getting snitched on. We got we got kids snitching on their mamas. Um like, imagine that. Like, imagine that. I just want you to imagine that shit. Um, oh, dog. It fucking, it's fucking unbelievable. It makes no fucking sense. Um, I'm going to break down my four quarterbacks real quick before Mike gets on. 20 minutes should be enough to break down four quarterbacks. I'm going to break down four quarterbacks every single day, okay? I'm going to break down four quarterbacks every single day, Okay? And um, today's four is going to be Tom Brady. I'm going to put Tom Brady in this. I'm going to just. I'm going to break down Tom Brady first. Okay. Um. I'm going to break down Tom Brady first. Here we go. It's on the ticker on the bottom, okay? 2021 Tom Brady finished with 5,300 yards, 43 touchdowns, and six interceptions. Remember you listening to these interceptions and shit. Make sure you listening to what I say and don't just hear me. Listen to me, okay? Tom Brady had 5,300 yards, 43 touchdowns, six picks as a 44-year-old, okay? Just imagine that. As a 44 four years old, okay? He even had 80 yards rushing. I expect Tom to become a bit more human this year, um, with or without Gronk, number one. I don't really think Gronk is going to make Tom Brady find the fountain of youth and be able to escape the pocket and do things that he, he just can't do. He's never been able to do. But Tom Brady... Is still defying father time, okay? It's because Tom Brady has what's called the it factor, along with being the most poised quarterback in recent history. Um, I just don't think this team has that swag that Bruce Arians gave them. Because this is why I say this before I break down some things. Bruce Arians was the only person to ever really get after Brady and check his ass in front of a team in a locker room. Because this is why this is crucial from your head coach. Your head coach. Your head coach. um, By attacking, or not attacking, that's a bad word, because especially you cancel culture fucks. When I say... Going after the quarterback, especially a guy like Tom Brady, your 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 locker room assholes literally pucker up. And now you become alert. You become on edge. You become on okay, if this motherfucker cusses out the the fucking face of the franchise, he's gonna motherfuck me or cut me. I don't believe bowls or um Left which I don't believe either one of those guys are ever going to challenge Brady the way that Arians did. So I believe when Tampa hits a tough patch or a rough patch, I believe that they're going to find themselves in a big hole. I don't believe their defense is even near as good as it was. I believe the Saints defense is even better. I believe I don't think Atlanta's going to do shit. I don't believe Carolina's going to do shit. It's going to be a two-man race, but it, I don't believe Tampa even is a serious playoff contender because this is why. The NFC West, right? if the Niners can figure their thing out, in Seattle, if they get Garoppolo like I predict, they will. I believe Seattle's going to be that much better. And I don't know if Tampa Bay's going to make the playoffs because of just the way the teams are. Now, there is one more team now, so Tampa may get that, team, that slot. I don't believe Tampa's the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I don't believe Tom Brady can be as good as he's been at 45 years old. I just don't see it. I think even though he had great last two years at 43 and 44 years old, I do not believe that Tom Brady's going to be able to sustain this high level with a deteriorating team around him. I believe their team's getting older. I believe their defense is getting older. I believe their defense gives Tom Brady a lot of good field positions to work with, short fields, if you haven't watched them in the last two years. So, I just, there's a lot of factors that go into this, and I'm just telling you, especially, I believe Ronald Jones is gone. He is a dynamic back that Tom Brady liked. Um, Fournette is not, a, is not a guy, in my opinion, that's just the guy that's going to carry the load. Um, they're going to require Tom to throw the ball 50 times a game as the season gets older. And um, I think you're going to have problems. I think, and I'm in the minority on my d- uh, prediction on Tampa. Everyone thinks Tampa is the guy. Um, I'm just telling you, that's my opinion. I don't believe Tampa's going to be the same as you guys have seen them be. Um, so Tom is incredibly accurate with football IQ, high football IQ, poised beyond belief. He moves enough in the pocket like a real quarterback should. He climbs the pocket compared to escaping the pocket. Like you see Kyler Murray do. Like you see Lamar Jackson do. Like you see Justin Fields do. Like you see Carson Wentz do. Like you see Baker Mayfield do. Tom climbs the pocket with his eyes downfield on reading the coverage. Tom Brady does not look at the rush. I want you to be clear. When you're breaking down a quarterback, I don't want to see your eyes on the defensive lineman. I see Kyler Murray's eyes on the D lineman. I see Lamar Jackson's eyes on the d lineman. I see Justin Fields' eyes on the d lineman. I see Trevor Lawrence's eyes. I see Baker Mayfield's eyes. I see Carson Wentz's eyes. I see Jalen Hurts' eyes. I see a ton of quarterbacks in the NFL that look at the front and watch the rush instead of looking at the defense and what it gives them and be able to make anticipatory throws on time like Tom Brady does. Period. This is no way as a ranking of my quarterbacks. I'm just randomly picking four quarterbacks every day, and I'm going to break them down, okay? So I want to break this down real quick, though, because like Peyton Manning did, like Troy Aikman did, like Joe Montana did, all the greats have done for so many years, and guess what? Ironically, they all have Super Bowl victories, don't they? And it is when you climb the pocket, read defense, make accurate throws and decisions that win you games and Super Bowls. It's not running around, escaping the pocket, fucking throwing balls up, and hoping your guy comes down with it. It's just not good for fucking NFL quarterback play. That is what we're seeing with Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Justin Field. Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, fucking all these guys. There's a common denominator. They just don't have it. They rather use their athleticism which defensive coordinators actually use against them. We are going to use your athleticism against you by stringing you out laterally and making you... and now, the defense changes, just so everyone knows. Contrary to everyone's belief out there, the defense changes when you escape the pocket. Defensive guys move. Defensive guys rotate. Even out of luck, a safety may drop down into, into the box because he's coming to fill the gap of the running back's void. I mean, And, and, and guess what? The quarterback's escaping, and shit changes. So you don't really understand in totality how this game's really worked and played. So Brady does it because he steps up, climbs up, throws the ball on time. The ball is out of his hands quick. And now we have success compared to all the other ones. You see when they're fucking running around like a chicken with his head cut off and you're hoping that shit sticks on the wall. When you throw it, that's not how quarterbacks will be played, but we're seeing that at all time rate. Um, it's just my opinion, man. I mean, it's not opinion. It's actually fact. But um, I just want you to understand. That's just what it is. So I just am, am I ever wrong with quarterbacks? Like, did I not call Kyler Murray? And, and, and look what comes out today. Isn't that fucking alarming? Isn't that amazing how I'm just accurate, dead on balls accurate with quarterbacks? I've never been wrong with one It's fucking ironic But you still talk shit like you fuckers on Twitter Know better That shit blows my mind um, Anyway My second quarterback I'm going to break down Okay My second quarterback Is None other Than Josh Allen Okay Josh Allen is a guy that threw for 4,400 yards, 36 touchdowns, but had a 15 picks. Okay, 15 picks is pretty high. He, he ran for almost 800 yards, adding six more touchdowns. I think he will take the next step and possibly get past Mahomes this year. All right. But I still see Denver Broncos being the team to beat in the AFC. Once December, January comes around, um, I think Denver's going to be a formidable opponent for a Buffalo. Um, You know, Josh, a Juco product, so I'm always going to show love. This is the deal. He's yet to get over the hump and beat Mahomes or win a meaningful game to get him in the upper echelon in that top three category. Talent-wise, yes, he's a freak. He's a huge, big, strong arm freak of nature. But he has shown the poise and the it factor and the willingness to win at all costs. He'll run you over. He'll dip his shoulder. He'll do all those things. But can he rise above the new AFC quarterbacks and join the likes of Mahomes and Big Ben and guys like that who took horrible AFC teams who were down all the way to the promised land? Can he join those guys? We know he's a freaking nature. We know he can throw all the throws. We know he can use his legs and run over big time. He, you know he drops his he drops the boom on linebackers and shit. But can he deliver from the fucking pocket when his team needs him most, like Tom Brady can, like all these others can? That is my number one question. Okay. And we'll have to see if he can do it. You know, that is my biggest question with Josh. I think he's a freak. I think he's competitive as shit. I think he's got the the, the, the skill set. Of course, he's a top two or three skill set in the NFL behind Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. He's right there, if not better, than Mahomes skill wise, right there with Herbert. Um, as far as freaks of nature go, arm strength pocket presence can move the pocket can athletic out athlete you and outrun your linebacker josh allen's is a freak um i just don't know if he can get over the hump the proverbial hump or or or, or whatever you want to call it i just think he's gonna he has to prove that to us and that's just where i'm at with it um Number three on my list today, and then I'll have to do four after uh, Mike calls in probably. But Justin Herbert, all right, Justin Herbert, like Josh Allen, is a big freak of nature, strong arm kid who can run. He can throw from different platforms, different angles. Unlike Mahomes, he's not gonna escape the pocket and fucking underarm some shit and do all these things. But Josh Allen, more than Mahomes, is more is closer to. Herbert and Allen are more similar than Herbert and Mahomes, in my opinion. I think he's more like Josh Allen. He's not quite as gifted athletically. He's close. He's not quite the runner as Allen is, but he's good enough. He had 300 yards rushing and another three touchdowns, so he can run. Um, but he's also a guy that stands in the pocket and delivers to all to his big receivers. You know, he's got Allen and William. He's got a good tight end. He's got a great running game. He, I believe, will use his much improved defense to win games down the stretch. That's what my opinion is with the, the head coach being a defensive-minded guy. I think they're going to ask Herbert not to throw, turn the ball over. Let, but let, me, let me break something down real quick, though. Herbert and Allen combined through for 30, 30 interceptions. Okay. That shows you the lack of experience compared to an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady combined who threw for 12 interceptions. See, there's a difference. Cuz Aaron Rodgers threw what? Fucking fucking six interceptions or four interceptions last year? Um Tom Brady threw what? Six or 10 interceptions? I think I I don't know. I thought he threw more than six, but but all I know is the lack of experience still hits them kind of hard. 15 picks is too many interceptions because even though they threw 36 touchdowns, 15 picks is almost it's a it's a wash. See, in the NFL you need to have 75 to 80% positive versus negative. You need to have 80% more touchdowns thrown than interceptions. And right now, Herbert and Allen have almost barely just doubled up touchdowns and interceptions. Remember, Jameis Winston threw threw 30 touchdowns and 30 fucking interceptions. It just doesn't win games in the playoffs. You have to be almost pitcher perfect like the Brady is when it comes to big games, crunch time games. So... Herbert's a big freak, strong arm guy. I just want to see him deliver the ball from the pocket on time more in meaningful games. Let us see it get in the playoffs. Let's see if he has what Josh Allen has um, in the playoffs. So that's just what I think it is. Um, I think the AFC West is going to be crazy. And I think the AFC West is an absolute... Um, I think the AFC West is going to be an absolute barn burner this year. So that's just what I believe in. I don't know. I uh, could be totally wrong, but, you know, who knows? Maybe none of them will play fucking defense, and they're all just fucking outshine everybody. I don't know. But anyway, uh, man, to no further ado, I'm going to get my guy in here. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk all college football, college football and everything. Make sure you join um, all his social medias and everything like that. It's actually ticking at the bottom of the screen. Uh, Mike Farrell, the godfather of recruiting. Go follow him on his social, IG and Twitter, mFarrellSports. Uh, his website's MikeFarrellSports.com. Make sure you guys have a new one. I got Zach Smith on. You guys, A lot of you guys tra- went over to his show um, and, and watch his show now. And, uh, and, and and hopefully you can follow Mike as well. So, further ado. Mike, how you doing, brother? Good, how are you Man, I'm good, man. I appreciate you coming on.
4: No problem, man. I've always uh, liked the way you shoot from the hip.
3: Oh man, you too, man. I appreciate it. I I I, uh, I love what you do, man. I know. Uh, what, so what got you in the? What got you into football uh, recruiting and stuff like that? Is this just a passion, or are you doing it your whole life?
4: No, I, I always loved football. Um, you know, I live in Connecticut, so I was working at an insurance company. Didn't like that. Um, went to college for management. Didn't like that. Uh, so I decided to try to get into sports writing and uh, started doing some small stuff for a little magazine that covered Boston College and just took it from there. And, and being in Bristol, you know, living near Bristol, you know, I, I went down to ESPN and I said, you guys are missing out on recruiting. And I was lucky enough through Dave Rebson and some other people that helped me to get on national television and the rest took care of itself.
3: Man, that... Make sure you guys join his uh, website right there. I got it on the ticker, but uh, Mike does a hell of a job. I've been looking at a lot of his stuff. Man, you, you've grown, your, uh, you've grown your, 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 your socials exponentially, man. I, uh, kudos to you, brother. I mean, that's, uh, that's this, this social media shit, man. I'm telling you. I, I wish I could. Mike, let me tell you something. This right here, I bought 100 fucking lotto tickets today. It's, it's up to $890 million out here in California. So I'm just letting you know, you might be my last guest ever. Cause if I hit this motherfucker, I'm out of here and you'll never see me again on social media. And I'm going to throw my phone in the fucking Pacific ocean and I'm out. <laughs> and
4: with I, I don't play, you know, you can buy lottery tickets online,
3: man. I just heard that shit. And I'm, I'm mad at myself for having to put my dogs in the kennel, go all through this shit and go buy a hundred tickets.
4: Yeah. Like a, it's a, it's a life hack that I just learned about today, actually, because it's hundred million. And they said, you don't have to leave your house so you could buy them. I didn't buy any because I never win anything, but listen, if you win, I, I would, I wouldn't talk to another soul for the rest of my life.
3: Hey, I got one of my former quarterbacks. He went to Syracuse out of high school, out of, out of Hialeah, uh, Florida. And then I, I took him, he played for me in Juco. And then he went to uh, UT San Antonio and then he went over to Rhode Island He, uh, his name's Alan Edward. He's in the show. He just followed you on Twitter, but he, he actually does a lot in the Juco recruiting world. He's actually, um, I'll let him introduce himself to you on Twitter and he'll hit you up and he'll let you know who he is. I'm not going to give us his front out here on the, on the deal, but, um, he's someone you might want to, want to, want to talk to. Um, but, um, no, I appreciate it, man. So I what's your take, man, on, 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 on this whole, uh, Kyler Murray deal. Um, I'm gonna go back to college on this deal. I, I got some pretty much pretty pretty good reliable inside sources. I got good friends at that level, but I got a guy that coached the guy. Um, I also got a guy I just met this past week golfing with Pat Perez out in, in Scottsdale that actually played with the guy. And yeah. uh, the guy that coached them, you know said that they used to have to beg him to become a leader. Um, and that's at Oklahoma. I, I don't know what your take is on Lincoln Riley, but but this is my deal. I have yet to see Lincoln Riley produce a quarterback and create a quarterback that he recruited out of high school and basically made chicken salad out of chicken shit. See, I have yet to see him do it. And I'm not a Lincoln Riley uh, guy. I he, He's inherited Jalen Hurts, who was was arguably coached up by Lane, Sark, in the Saban regime, it's almost like being Brady in the New England regime with Belichick, right? It's a similar deal. It's a structure. It's a culture. It is coaching every single uh, thing. We don't allow shit. We coach it all. We don't allow it. Um, he came from that. So when he got to Oklahoma, it's not like Lincoln had to create a guy. He, he had a guy in a um, similar situation with Kyler, similar situation with Baker, He didn't recruit those guys. But the guy that he did recruit, Spencer Rattler, was dog shit. So I I just, I don't know what your take is, but this is how I look at it. You either coach it or allow it, in my profession, in the coaching world, and not my profession anymore, but you either coach it or allow it. And in my opinion, when you go on to the NFL and make it on raw talent like Kyler has or like Baker has or like Jalen has, you kind of give the head coach a bad rap when – you don't perform or you do shitbird things that I like to call them. And Kyler's basically doing some shitbird things that reflect only Lincoln Riley, in my opinion. And so a lot of people don't look at it that way, but that's how I'm kind of looking at it. Um, You know, video games over 200 mil, I just think that's the generation we're in right now. Is it really Kyler's fault or is it really the generation? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to break it down later, but I don't know what your take is, man. It's very, very interesting, but I, I have to put it back on Lincoln Riley because it would be on me if Jermaine Johnson um, goes out and robs McDonald's tomorrow for the New York Jets. I mean, that's just how I look at it. And so, uh, I don't know what your take is, but it would be interesting to hear it.
4: If, see, it depends on what Jermaine Johnson was before he got to you. Um, you know, when Kyler was at Allen and never lost a game and, you know, there was a, there was a diva attitude there just was um he he never liked his ranking from us we had him as a four-star because he was small instead of a five Um, he didn't want to do interviews when you when you put out rumors about him you know potentially what you thought about doing flipping from texas a&m to Oklahoma at the end of the process uh you know he'd get upset um he's blocked me on twitter uh which is kind of interesting, and this is from high school. So, you know, I'm going to say Lincoln Riley didn't create this issue, I, and Baker is a different story. Baker's the same, a little petulance. Um, I think he, he did an okay job with these guys' as transfers, but there have been attitude problems since the start, since the get-go, and, and you know, it was funny, because I tell my friend, who's yapping in the background, because he doesn't understand that I'm live, he won't shut up, um, I told him, when Kyler was drafted number one overall, I said, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be, he's a talented kid. He's small as can be, but he's a talented kid, but he's going to be a problem. And then we saw the little, you know, petulance and pouty in the playoff last year. And then, you know, taking down his social media is extremely immature and all this stuff. It's not a surprise. So they invested all this money into a guy who's not going to lead them. It's going to set the, the franchise back 10 years. So this Cliff Kingsbury-Kyler Murray issue is, is not good for Arizona at all. And they're going to learn that this guy may get him one playoff win every couple of years. He's not going to win a Super Bowl. And Lincoln Riley, I agree with you, you know, to an extent. I think he did a good job with these transfers. Um, I don't think Baker Mayfield was coached up at Texas Tech. And I don't think Kyler was coached up at Texas A&M based on those regimes that he was that he was under. So I think he's done a solid job there. The, the proof is going to be you know, what can you do with Caleb Williams and what can you do with Malachi Nelson because now it's not system anymore. It's his system, yes, but they're going to the Big Ten, and that's going to change the world for him because you could spread them out all you want, uh, but the Big Ten's a different animal when it comes to schemes and, and, and trying to run that offense effectively against those defenses that – are very, very physical and hard to deal with and play in cold weather and all that stuff Lincoln Riley is going to have to face.
3: No, I agree. That, that, that's how I look at it, too. Like, so I took major heat for Malik Kidney. I'm sure you covered him in high school. So, oh, yeah, okay. you know.
4: And, problem kid out of high school that that I couldn't really report on, right? I, I knew what he did to get kicked out of high school. I knew what he did to get kicked out of IMG. I knew when he went back to California, nobody wanted him. I knew he had to bag his way onto a roster. I knew all that stuff, but I'm not allowed to say it because we cover recruiting, and he's a Florida State commitment. You don't want to upset those fans, all that stuff. But, yeah, I know everything about Malik Henry.
3: So this is how I look at it, though, because at the end of the day, He's the he's probably the only quarterback that in my opinion I I'm going to put it on me because this is what head coaches do in my opinion I think we should we should we're the go to the hero regardless just like quarterbacks um you sit in this chair I think you have to accept and put and you have to take it and you you have the big boy shoulders and you have to put your big boy pants on I failed Malik Henry regardless of Everyone's belief, uh, you know, ninety nine percent of them. Nah, coach, you did everything you could. The other one percent of the haters, coach, uh, you fuck Malik, etc., etc. Well, I look at it like I took him on, knowing I knew him since he was a little kid. I known his dad. I took him on. Alan in the chat was with us there on that staff on that team. Um, I took him on, knowing okay, and thinking okay, I have to fix this kid to get him back to the four year level, just like I did. Uh, 250 other Division One tranches I've had in 20 years, and fix those guys and send them back to the four-year level. Quarterbacks, you would think they would have a little more leadership. They would be a little different because it's just not in our job. Rec- it's not in our job description to be a fuck up at, at the quarterback position. But he was right. He had issues on the field, actually more than he did off the field. When it comes to just how he was on the football field, something I've never seen. But why doesn't Lincoln get that same, or, or why doesn't he accept it at least? Because at the end of the day, I look at it as, okay, Caleb Williams is his guy. He has to make this work, or in my opinion, he's going to have a lot of answers, or questions to answer because really he's taken a lot of guys that were already molded and massaged and kind of, you know what I mean? That's just how I look at it. And I would be the guy, if I was him, especially making 10 mil, I'd be like, you know what? I failed. I failed the cat. He, he. I should have done some other things, even though I got him from another school, and he was a grown man already. Um, the last, the last uh, end of the day, though, he left Oklahoma last, and that's where my job. I was a head coach, so I mean, I don't know. I just don't see Lincoln Riley getting any flack at all, and and, and not that I'm here to head the guy or nothing. I don't really care. Um, I booted the guy out of my damn office. Uh, but I. I just. I just. I'm just like you know. I don't see him taking any heat for any of these quarterbacks that really have yet to produce in the NFL. I just haven't seen any of them do it. And, uh, but again, different generation. NFL's different. You know, Back in the day, these guys, Baker, uh, Tyler, Hurts, uh, Murray, they probably wouldn't even have played in the NFL because of their stature, right? 5'11", 5'10", uh, yeah. you know, different. I don't know. That's just my take on the deal.
4: Of nobody really holding accountable a lack of success. People, there are Baker apologists out there like crazy. Well, you know, it was the Browns that, that screwed him over. Um, you know, he, he led them to the playoffs for the first time in forever. He made the Browns legit. Um, he, he was doing everything he's supposed to do as a number one overall pick. That's what people will say and fans will say of Baker Mayfield. Um, and Kyler Murray, same thing. I mean, you know, oh, well, listen, the Cardinals made the playoffs last year. I mean, yeah, he that he threw a threw an interception underhand from the end zone, and he looked horrible, and his body language was awful, and Baker's body language is always awful, too, and people don't like them. That's clear. I mean, people don't come out and say they don't like them, but they don't like them. They don't want to play with them. Um, you know, and the one thing that, that, that comes to mind when I talk about these things is the common denominator, because you mentioned Malik Henry, quarterback fathers. I mean... It's a different breed, and it's like you're not only coaching the QB, but you're coaching the dad, and the dad is putting expectations on the kid, and he's in the kid's ear, and the kid should be this and doing this and this and this. And sometimes the kids go crazy from all of that direction on that side, And, and they're actually good kids, but they get caught up in it all. So I'm going to be very, very curious to see how helicopter dads impact This situation in at USC because, you know, Caleb's father talks quite a bit about stuff. And I'm not sure if he and his son are on the same page with what one's saying and the other's saying, because I got some flack from Caleb about something that his dad said in the L.A. Times. And, you know, now here's the opposite. So I like that you're taking, you know, saying, you know, mea culpa. I didn't get it done because Matt Corral was as big of a mess as Malik. And some out of Polly. And and a bigger mess than Kyler or Baker or, or you know any but it could have gone the same route and he ended up finding the right home, you know, he committed to USC, they dropped him. He committed to Florida, they dropped him. He got an old miss pre Lane Kiffin and found Lane Kiffin and Lane Kiffin and he sort of clicked. And, and to, to his credit, his dad sort of backed off and said, I'm not a quarterback guru. I love my son. I want the best for him. But he went out to Ole Miss, and, and Lane Kiffin raised him up to a level where, you know, Malik wasn't able to do that, obviously, uh, at Florida State. And, and it's really interesting to me the dynamic and the fi- family stuff that's behind the scenes that nobody knows about that we don't really – I still don't want to report on it because it's it's personal. It's their business.
3: No doubt. But if
4: you come out publicly and say something ridiculous, I will refute it, and I'll give my two cents on it. Um, but there's so many dynamics behind the scenes when it comes to coaches versus parents versus kids. Um, Lincoln Riley, I don't know. Okay, I don't know him at all. Uh, he doesn't follow me on Twitter. I've asked for him to follow me through coaches and stuff. I've asked him to do interviews on sign and day. Never got a response. I don't know him, but I know that the scrutiny out there is going to be pretty harsh if Caleb Williams doesn't deliver. And Malachi will Malachi Nelson, who's the number one quarterback and number one player in this class, is better. Um, so he's got a decision to make. Caleb, he lured, you know. But Malachi Nelson, in in two years, could be the better quarterback and should be starting. So then he's got to juggle that. It's going to be interesting.
3: Now, it's an interesting topic, man, because you say Lane and, and Sark, both real good friends of mine, and, and it's ironic. We all kind of raised up together, kind of me and Sark, Juco together. Uh, you know, I talk to Sark quite often, Lane as well. You know, we we, we screw around a lot. It's funny because we're, we're cut from the same cloth in the regard of getting the player to run through a wall for you. And if you, you know, the kid, like you just said, Corral had issues, but Lane ends up getting them right. Look at all the quarterbacks Sark's gotten right. Well, wow, you can say what you want about Sark as a head coach. So far, he's got it. Hopefully, he's got a win there as well, or he may not get another head job. Right, um, but at the same time, he gets the best out of the QB, just like Lane does. Just like, and you know, you've heard Corral. Even when Corral got hurt, played in that bowl game, everyone said he shouldn't have. He gets hurt, and he praises Lane. So it looks like he's totally bought in and flipped what he was in high school, coming from Long Beach Poly and different places. In the, and I I, and I know, huh?
4: Hundred percent he flipped. I mean, just to polar opposite. Like a lot of these a lot of these kids that are, you know, they're turds in high school, they turn out to be college turds and pro turds. And it's no surprise to me. This is why NFL teams always ask me questions before the draft of what do you know about this kid? And what do you know? Because and then you get a corral who surprises you, shocks you, stuns you. Because I would have labeled him out of high school a turd I would have said listen this kid's trouble you know he got kicked out of one school he's in the second school you know he's got issues off the field we're all aware of him and then he goes there and he becomes a leader a man and that's why I was so high on Matt Corral coming out of the draft higher than most people this is a crappy quarterback draft but I was higher on him than Kenny Pickett and some others because of how he's changed his life and handled adversity Um, because he was a complete problem, and then he became a solution, and I love that. Um, It's really weird, man, though. Sometimes you just don't know.
3: You, just nah, don't. you don't. And that's kind of why I said that's why I put so much honus on Lincoln, because Lincoln's the last coach that touched these guys. And that's that. That's how I look at it. And that's why I put the honus on myself. Like I was the last guy to have him. I sent him to Nevada and he, he fucked up in Nevada as well. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we can argue it's not just me. But at the same time, I, I would I wish I could have been the guy that touched him like Lane didn't corral and changed it unlike Baker, Kyler, um, and these guys. Um, but, you know, Jalen hasn't had any issues as far as I know of his character, but I just don't think he's the guy in the long run is going to win a Super Bowl. But, he's but not- you know, I, that's why I put the honus on Lincoln more more than I do uh, the the actual players. And, and before I let you out of here, let me ask you this. You, you mentioned the father deal. I almost will argue, not argue, I, I just want to give you my take. I almost rather deal with a... Sh- Helicopter father than a mother who knows absolutely nothing and thinks she does. This is the single family households that we now are accustomed to who have these talented, uber talented kids. But do not know anything other than the car sales pitches they're getting from these big-time D1s who are selling jerseys, NIL deals now, um, you know, all this other shit. And the parents don't know shit. The, the single mother doesn't know anything. She thinks she can raise a, a boy and turn into a man, which she cannot do, contrary to belief. Um, they need their fathers. But we got a lot of shitbird fathers out here that aren't helping their kid anyway until they sign for a big deal. And then all of a sudden, they're at the draft. Um, you know, I've seen that my whole life coaching, but I don't know that the mothers are so influential and, and so influenced. Um, yeah, it's a tough deal, I, but, but, but this is why I argue it at least the father. I could choke the fuck out of them in my office. I can't do that with the mother. So, you know, that's you kind know, of the deal. I would, but
4: the helicopter father's drive me insane. And I will tell you this, this is another one for, 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 uh, Nick Saban. Bryce Young's dad was a helicopter dad.
3: Oh, yeah. He's from out here. He's Pasadena. Yeah.
4: Buzz. And now he goes off to Alabama. You know, he plays a little last year. I, I'm i thinking, oh, gosh, his dad's going to yank him from Bama. He's going to be transferred. Not going to be patient.
3: A common denominator, <laughs> Sark.
4: He stays. And then he wins a Heisman last year. And all of a sudden, that helicopter aspect is gone. So... And, and I've dealt with helicopter fathers for 25 years, and it's not just these guys. I mean, a lot of parents, even the one, the worst ones are the ones that say, I'm not a helicopter father. Oh, yeah. They got a propeller on their back. You know, I mean, it's like you are legit a helicopter dad. I would rather deal with the moms, but I, I get not, – I'm not a coach from an analyst right, perspective.
3: Right, 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 right,
4: right. Moms, because the moms, like at least I can football talk her – into confusion sure it, the dads know everything they think they know everything they got the x's and o's and all this other stuff and there's just no way to say listen your son's got a little bit of a wind up he's not that big you know he's the number two player in the country by the way bryce young yeah number two yeah I, I You want him number one and i'm giving you a couple reasons why he's not number one but number two and you're complaining It just gets nutty. It gets crazy. So the moms I could be like, wow, listen, this is just how it is. And, you know, he really needs to work on his, uh, his release point and his, his trajectory and his arm. And she'd be like, I, I, okay.
3: California what, or I, Texas right now? Uh, California quarterbacks are. It seemed like every single one of them is a Heisman candidate right now. Uh, CJ Stroud, Upland kid, right up the street here from Bryce. DJ, if he has a great bounce back year, Bryce and DJ played against each other all through high school. Um, you know what? California is on a on a on a big upswing with quarterback play. Nico's coming out a kid. I coast uh, went to, went to college with his dad, going to Tennessee, signed a huge deal. Um, where do you rank California right now in recruiting from somebody that does it on a daily basis uh, with any other state in the, in the union? It's back.
4: It's, it's back. You know, I mean, uh, the the, the it, finally it was it was a drought there. You know, quarterbacks. We had that. We had that. We had that, um, You know, the southeast run for a little. We had the Texas run forever, of course. You know, and then you had the southeast run and you had the Georgia run. Yep. You know, with fields. Yep. And California is still nothing. Still, so, you know, average guys. No yep. guy. And all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about all these guys you talk about with Malachi. There's a 2024 20, kid who's a five-star is going to go to Georgia. It's really cyclical. Um, and California is back. So I would take California in a second, in a heartbeat over over Texas. And Texas has good quarterbacks. I mean, Kate Klubnik is, is extremely talented. Um, you know, Texas A&M got the Wagman kid last year. He's a talented but California for sure is on the upwards trajectory. Um, similar to you know the the back in the Kyle Wright, Jimmy Clausen days, and those are two busts. not busts. <laughs> Jimmy Clausen
3: bust. Yeah.
4: But that's when it was man, yeah. these California good. Yeah. That's where we're back to now.
3: Barkley, all those guys are coming out of St. Mark Sanchez, Liner, they just came out in folds at that around that same time. So I, I was coaching high school at that time out here, so I, I, we had to play those guys actually. Uh, and then Sam Darnold came, and then uh, he went to you know San Clemente when when I was coaching at Long Beach Cabrillo High School. So we we had to play them guys twice, and so he beat us last second. Ewers oh, Manning situation. I let you get out of here. Where, where do you put that at? And I have another thing uh, that's interesting. The quarterback that Sark already has on the roster is a California kid. Who is very, very talented. And I would not be shocked if he wins the job. So, what are we going to have in this shit show that's going to happen? Because this is a political deal now with Manning just the name alone being involved. And now you have Ewers who's already left one place. Um, does he, who's going to be the first one to enter the damn portal?
4: That's a really good question. Well, I, I don't think it's going to be yours. He's already transferred once, or a lot of promises made when he transferred back to Texas. Um, you know, he's got NIL deals in place, and talent-wise, he's got he's got much more talent than Arch Manning. Just arm is a gift. It's a Matthew Stafford. I've even talked to some guys, and I won't name them, who said John Elway type of arm, right? And so it's rare. It's extremely rare arm. Um, If he can stay upright, he's going to put up crazy numbers and he's going to be extremely good. I don't know what's between his ears. You know, that's hard for me to evaluate. Uh, But I do know talent-wise, he's the guy. Will a Manning transfer? Sure. Eli transferred from San Diego to the New York Giants. Um, If it's not the right fit, he'll transfer. Uh, And the Cali kid's gone. Just it's just too political it's just i mean you got to take care of arch you got to take care of quinn you don't have time and in, in the ability to take care of who could be a cam newton type of player
2: yeah
3: um, yeah exactly
4: he's gonna go back to the west coast and he'll find a home out there and he'll be great but i, I think ewers for two years then arch but i think arch is going to have a lot to live up to if quinn ewers plays the way he can because it's just rare rare arm talent
3: Two questions for you. Let's get out of here from the crowd here. What what recruit surprises you, whether it's good or bad uh, that you've that you've watched ta- talent you've watched over the years that have actually surprised you? Whether it's, damn, he's what I thought, or maybe he wasn't what I thought.
4: I, I would think the the guys that stick out to me the most are, are you know it's not the five stars that suck. It's it's not the the, the Garrett you know Gilberts of the world that, that should be great and weren't. Um, it's it's more the two stars man did that, that make it you know, to the Russell, Super Bowl <laughs> Russell Wilson came along at a time where short quarterbacks were not wanted not needed at all um he had two offers NC State and I think Duke as a quarterback um and he was everybody else said he got to switch positions um and and I had him as a two-star because I didn't know if he was a, a, anything better than that as a wide receiver And he goes off to NC State, Wisconsin, the rest is history, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, it's those, you know, and there's always reasons, always reasons. Antonio Brown was a two-star. He played quarterback in Florida. Oh, what are you guys doing? I'm live. Idiots. I deal with idiots. He just threw threw the ball for my dog and he knocked over a picture. I, I can't deal with idiots. I couldn't try it. I
0: couldn't even try don't do it. Don't throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. What the? Fuck? So, I, you know,
4: I love Antonio Brown two star, J.J. Watt two star. You know, Le'Veon Bell two star. Those guys all like Le'Veon Bell was kind of a fat running back at high school. Antonio Brown had no grades, and he was a little bit wacko, not not crazy like he is now. Um, you know, J.J. Watt wanted to be a tight end. No on doubt. and on you go. Did, did, did you
3: deal with AB's dad too? No, 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 no. See, his dad was coaching Juco in Kansas when I was out there. So I've I, I known his dad for, for a while. Um, let me, one, one, one question. more question. What are the differences for you? Um, I know what it is for me as a coach and being a recruiter my whole life, having 28 guys in the NFL and, and eight win a Super Bowl and, This question is interesting for a talent evaluator. What are your differences between recruiting a guy in person versus watching their film? Because, and I'll tell you my deal, I've already, I already know what he is because I, you know, I've seen him in person and it's a totally different ball game than it is on film and, uh, a lot of people don't get that. Um, for me, I, I'm going there. Basically, the film already showed me he's a guy. All right. I can. I, I know he's a guy that, rec- you know, he, he passes the measurables, the eyeball test, everything. He, he can run. He's a two stepper every five, whatever it is we're looking at. But I go to person to say, OK, is this guy a shit bird? Is he got bad body language? How is his mannerisms on the sideline when they're down versus when they're up? Uh, I, I look at all those things. So those things are things you just can't measure on film. Um, are those similar tactics to you, or, or are you are you completely a film guy because you have to go to every state and evaluate so many guys?
4: I've come around. I mean, it used to be film in the beginning, and then camps took over my life, and then I started yeah, to evaluate right. more on camps, and then uh, and then it was you know full circle almost for me. I've been doing this so long that, that film. Filming a couple phone calls does it for me. I just know who to call and who to find out whether he is a turd. So I, I don't know. I don't really need to know the body language and all that stuff. It's good to see him in person. You want to, because sometimes they look 6'3 on film and they're 6'1 a half. So I'll always say in-person evaluation is extremely important. But I think I can accurately uh, rank classes based on film alone now. Just because I've been doing it so long and I got so many sources and contacts now, let, out.
3: let me ask you this, though. If you were coaching, have you ever coached?
4: Uh, no, never coached, never want to coach, have no interest in coaching. And I would never take a kid without seeing him in person. Thank
3: you. Thank you. That was my question. Thank you. you no, at least you're a real one. I mean, because, you know, we would have to. I, I would have to. Uh, Saban would have to, you know. Um, especially at the four-year level that you're dealing with and you're helping evaluate and send kids to these guys that obviously contact you. You know, each coach on the, you got 10 full-time coaches now. They only get an allotted amount of scholarships. A lot of people don't understand. Nick Saban, you might get two tight end coach, two guys you might be able to sign, and you better not miss or your ass is fired. (laughs) That's just what it is.
4: COVID was the year where a lot of kids had to be taken without, Seeing them in person. Sure. And we're going to see it.
3: it uh oh, we lost them. Oh, there you go. You there? No,
4: somebody called me. It was from Mississippi. It's from somebody probably about Mackerel. Um, oh. So, you know, COVID is going to be that one year where you couldn't really scout as much in person because all the camps were canceled and all the summer camps and the visits were canceled. Everything was canceled. So we're going to see a lot of fallout from those rankings. We're going to see a lot of uh, 2020 kids that, and and it was the 2021 class technically, because it was 2020 recruiting year, that just don't pan out. And and that's going to be the interesting thing next year. And after that, the roster purges, Uh, but you always got to see a kid in person always. And that's the first time I've been doing it where coaches could not. And they were just sort of taking a lot of guesses on kids. They had seen them earlier in the process, but they hadn't seen them for a year. So they show up on campus, all of a sudden they haven't grown or they got fat or they've grown and now they're in a different position in your head. So watch for that 2021 recruiting class, especially to have a lot of flame outs.
3: No doubt. No doubt. No um- doubt. Well, hey, Mike, I appreciate you, man. And, and like I said, Alan's going to give you a shout. He's going to follow you. He's, a good, he's connected to the JUCO world as, as good as anyone is. So maybe that'll help you out and give you another avenue. I don't know. Let me ask you this, though, real quick. Has JUCO basically I, – I called it a couple of years ago when this whole transfer portal NIL thing started. I just think JUCO's going to implode. Uh, it's becoming – JUCO used to be the transfer portal, and now uh, It's gone.
4: And remember when prep used to be so big with Hargrave and Fork Union and all that? But that was replaced because kids were getting into school when they shouldn't have been. So all the academic uh, leniency that's occurred over the last many years killed the preps. Transfer portal kills JUCO. It's
3: dead. So Fork Union's gone?
4: It's dying. It's dying very fast.
3: You don't need it. Yeah, it's sad, unfortunate, because JUCOs can't sustain without any resources. They don't have the resources anyway and now, if you don't, if you're not a viable source to the big boys, um, JUCO can very easily just implode here. We, we mean, California seventy two playing JUCOs. They, they, I can see them dropping all the inner city JUCOs here in California uh, that have no resources because they already don't have fan base. They already don't have admin support.
4: Yeah, they're going away. So I got to take these idiots. Can you hear them talking in the background? Oh yeah, who's
3: that? Who, who's you? You got kids or something?
4: Nah, it's my best. It's my best friend and his kid. I've known him since ten. He's known my job for twenty five years, but he's a moron. They can hear (laughs) talking.
3: Hey, what's up, brother? L.A. Kings, I like it. L.A. Kings.
4: And he he threw the damn ball and knocked over the picture. So I got to take these idiots to dinner. I was playing with the dog because I promised them. Hey, now. now they're going to pay because I'm not paying.
3: Hell yeah. Them. Hey, you got to make them do it, man. Hey, Hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. Last second. And, uh, again, uh, I hope Jim Moore can do something in Yukon. <laughs> uh, good
4: luck Mora. You, that's not going to happen.
3: I know it ain't. <laughs> hey man, I appreciate you, man. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Mike Farrell, make sure you follow him. He's, he, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's one of one with the recruiting business right now. He does a great job. Um, We've had some good conversations off the record, so off the air. So he's a good, he's a good guy to know. If you, if you know about college football and the high school game, he, is, he knows about every single recruit there is that is going wherever they're going. So make sure you follow him. Check him out. Um, let me get to my last quarterback real quick before I give you my outtake of the show. Uh, we're two and a half hours in. We still got over 100 people in the chat. Appreciate you. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Let me get to my fourth quarterback. I just broke down uh, Justin Herbert, um, Josh Allen, and Tom Brady. Now I want to get into my last quarterback. Obviously, it's only fitting that I break down um, Kyler Murray, right? So I'm going to break down Kyler Murray real quick. It's on the ticker on the bottom. I got to discuss this character um, since it's on the day after this contract was exposed, right? But let me break down Kyler Murray and how he got $200 million is beknown, is unbeknownst to me. He basically had high school stats last year or a shitty college stats, okay? I think he threw for 3,700 yards. I think he threw for 24 touchdowns versus 10 interceptions. Not good enough at any level to win meaningful football games. Period. Um, The cards gave this guy all this money to be average at best. Below average if I was grading him. Um, And simply because he can run around like a jitterbug and do a bunch of shit with his feet... Does it make him a good quarterback? A great athlete, yes. Not a good quarterback. He can't see it because he is too busy playing fucking Fortnite. He he wants to escape the pocket because he doesn't see it. He can't see it because he's fucking a midget. And... He throws balls up in the air for grabs because he can't see it. Obviously, we know now he doesn't study it. But again, I'm going to break down Kyler here more than this in the end of the show here. But he isn't a big enough dividend guy. His payout versus buy-in doesn't pay out enough, in my opinion. Um, He isn't a top 10 guy. I wouldn't even have him as a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. And until he proves me otherwise, I am calling for him to be a bust. Just as I've said for the last two years. Okay. He is a bust. And I believe he's going to be a bust. I believe he's going to get Cliff Kingsbury fired this year. I think Kingsbury is going to be fired. I'm saying it right now on the show. Um, I think Kingsbury's going to get fired, and I do not believe Kyler Murray sees half of the contract they just signed. I don't believe you'll even see half of that contract. I believe that he's a fraud. They're going to find out he's a fraud. He's just playing street ball out there, doing what he did his whole life growing up. Um, See, in high school, like Mike said, he he was undefeated in high school. Well, you can run around. Allen Iverson was undefeated in high school, too. (laughs) That's what you guys don't get. High school football is a completely different average. You have like some small Asian kids playing on your team in high school. Well, they're not small Asian kids playing for the fucking L.A. Rams no more. So high school football is not a fucking comparable fucking act. Okay, you can't compare high school football. You can barely compare college football. The NFL is a different galaxy like jimmy johnson said it's a galaxy apart from college it's a world apart from high school so i I, am just telling you i want to make sure you're clear and understand this thing okay yes lucy kiffy's fired that motherfucker is shitty um i'm gonna break down I'm gonna break down some shit real quick as we enter the uh, the end of this. As we enter the fucking transfer portal on the end of this show, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. We're two hours thirty six minutes in here. I appreciate you guys. Um, We have entered the generation of expecting to be paid without doing any work, motherfuckers. That is the motherfuckers we are dealing with. We have entered a generation that expect to be paid without doing any work okay Kyrie Irving didn't want a vaccine he didn't want to vaccinate he didn't want to get a vaccine um you know he did not want to get a vaccine so what does he do He uses every fucking excuse down to the mayor of New York as to why he's not playing. But KD got a vaccine. James Harden got a vaccine. The rest of your so-called brotherhood got a vaccine. But you didn't want to get a vaccine. So... And we can compare them and him and Aaron Rodgers. I've already done it. I've already said it. I don't want to hear, it. well, Coach, you hating on the brother. No, I'm actually not. Kyrie Irving has been in nothing but a shitbird his entire career. Aaron Rodgers has had no incidences other than his personal beliefs. And that is where there is a difference. Did he lie about the vaccine and all that old bullshit? Yeah. Um, but I'm just telling you. I still take Aaron fucking Rogers all day. So did Lamar Jackson, by the way. Lamar Jackson basically didn't want to take the test either. So don't give me all that bullshit and black and white bullshit. I call it a square, square, and a fucking circle, a circle, and I've always done it. I don't give a fuck what color you are. I don't care. Baker Mayfield's as shitty as they come. People, JB, you just hating on the black quarterback. Oh, really? That's all I've ever fucking coached, you fucking retards. So anyway... KD, we're expect to get paid without doing the work. This is the generation we are in. And I'm going to end the show on this rant. James Harden demands trades without ever doing anything of any substance. He's never won shit. James Harden's been the biggest fucking busting bitch of all time. For as talented as he is, he has yet to win any meaningful fucking games. Okay. Ben Simmons not only demands trades, but he sued for his money that the NBA took for him missing work. Ben Simmons misses work and still wants to be paid. Imagine the motherfucker at Walmart. Imagine the Walmart worker who don't show up to work and expects a check. He's fired. He's fucking fired. The public opinion on social media that Lamar Jackson deserves the bag is unbelievable to me. Really? Why does Lamar Jackson deserve the bag? Please break it down to me. Because he's a freak of nature, an athlete, and a good kid? No. But you know what? If Kyler fucking Murray got the bag and Deshaun fucking pedophile Watson got the bag, then God damn it, Lamar Jackson better get $250 million And it better be fully guaranteed fucking teed because he's never had a problem off the field. He's never had a character issue. He's never had any fucking flaws in his personal life other than putting some kind of bitch made shit out on social media and putting the gold teeth in with pay me and all that shit other than that, which is just immature shit, right? other than that Lamar Jackson's a great kid I got a good friend that recruited him and coached him at Louisville he's a great fucking human and um, Lamar Jackson better get 250 million dollars and fully guaranteed if you're giving shitbird pedophile predator motherfuckers money and you're giving Kyler Murray who won't even fucking study film his job by the way money then you better give fucking Lamar Jackson money now I'm just telling you straight out Am I a huge Lamar Jackson guy? No. I'm a I'm a huge Lamar Jackson guy, but i just not a huge Lamar Jackson believer. I don't believe Lamar Jackson's going to win a Super Bowl. But I don't believe either of these guys are going to win a Super Bowl. None of them are. But at the same time, um, it blows me away when everyone comes to defend Lamar Jackson for getting the bag. I just did it. I just defended Lamar Jackson for getting the bag. Based on the marketplace and based on how they've set the market with Deshaun Watson, with Kirk Cousins, with these type of guys, Kyler Murray now being the latest one that they have to put a fucking uh, a contract uh, negotiation in there and write things in his contract that states you have to watch fucking four hours of film a week. I mean, fuck, Alan, how much film do we watch a week? You got to be choking To make $200 million, Alan, I think you would have watched film until your fucking eyeballs popped out. But again, these guys don't love the game no more. They love the money for doing absolutely the, 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 the smallest amount of work possible. They just want, 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 want. They don't do, do, do nothing. They don't do nothing for it. And um, I don't know why people get mad when I talk about the truth. You know, I had a Super Bowl fucking champion on my fucking show that discussed Lamar Jackson, and people think we're hating on Lamar Jackson. No, we're not hating on him. We're just telling the truth. I, I would take Lamar over over Kyler Murray all fucking day long, but that doesn't mean he's going to win a Super Bowl. Um. What has Lamar Jackson done? He's won an MVP. So fucking what? It's a popular vote, okay? The MVP is a popular vote. It's not a fucking worthy one. Aaron Rodgers has won two in a row. He happens to be one of the people in the alignment of MVPs in the last 20 years that has actually deserved the, the, the MVP because of how good he is and because he's the popular vote. That has very seldom aligned up together. He is popular because of his takes. Not only on Pat McAfee's show, but how he is with the vaccine. He is popular. Whether he's hated or loved, he is the most popular quarterback. Plus, he's the best. So you put those two together, you're going to get the MVP. And it happened to have two in a row. He may get a third one walking in like fucking Poe from fucking, um, you know... Nicolas Cage-looking motherfucker, right? So, he may get a third one. He keeps hitting the buttons at the right time. Lamar Jackson has not. He was a popular vote one year, got the super, got the MVP, and I, I, I equate it to Steve Nash. Steve Nash beat out Kobe Bryant twice for MVP. Was he fucking better? Was he deserving? No! He wasn't deserving over fucking... Kobe Bryant? So shut the fuck up. Liz Cambridge came out today and basically demanded a trade, which in the WNBA, they call it a divorce. They call it a divorce. Has you ever heard of some shit like that in your life? Liz Cambridge has divorced the LA Sparks and demanded a trade. See, again, we expect to be paid without doing any work. You you are making the the, the WNBA even look fucking worse, Liz Cambridge, Brittany Griner, all you fucks out here who, who bitch and moan about the feminists taking over, but yet the feminists don't even show up to support their own fucking female sex. But yet you're demanding trades in a league that's already suffering to pay their people, and you have to go overseas to earn more money, and then you're demanding divorces. Get the fuck out of here again. Motherfuckers want to be paid without doing the work. Last but not least, Kyler Murray, all right, is the latest guy who wants to eat without catching the fish. He just wants the fish to jump in his boat. He doesn't want to catch the fish, he doesn't want to clean the fish. He wants the fish to jump out of the water in his boat and into his fucking mouth. And that is the problem with today's society and generation. I, I, I'm going to break down Kyler Murray here probably better than anyone else is going to break him down. Because I'm going to be real and honest about it. And it's not just hate, okay? I'm going to be real about it. Kyler Murray, is it his fault or is it just simply the generation that he is in? I, I, I'm asking that real question. You guys can feel free to put it in the chat. Is it the generation or is it Kyler Murray's fault? I, I, Mike I just had a discussion with See I, I'm different Alan I would have blamed myself With Kyler Murray acting the way he is And Alan I think you know that right I blame myself every day that Malik Henry Got kicked out of Nevada even though I didn't Vouch for Malik Henry to go to Nevada I didn't vouch for Malik Henry After he left me But again at the same time Who are they going to equate Malik Henry to Me They're going to attach my name to Malik Henry Allen. They're going to attach Kyler Murray's name to Lincoln Riley, period. But Lincoln Riley makes $10 million a year. I would be accepting it with open arms and making sure I get through to this motherfucker. Or I'm not putting my name on him like I I didn't do with certain guys on Last Chance U. Nobody corrected him. That is the bottom line. They allowed it. They never corrected him, or he wouldn't be doing the shit he's doing. Baker Mayfield wouldn't be doing the shit he did. Bar fights. Fucking says the shit he says. Like I, I'm just. I'm being honest. I, I shared a thing today from Calvin Jackson, who's with the Jets, and, and 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 him and Jermaine together now with the Jets, and they they did a story on him. They talked about Independence and Last Chance You and, and Netflix, and I shared a little bit of the article. But that's the truth. Yeah, Coach Brown was an asshole to us, but you know what? He loved us at the end of the day, and he wanted to see us succeed. I don't give a fuck if you think I'm an asshole. I wanted you to make sure that you know that it's a hate me now, love me later situation with me. I want to see you succeed in real life. I don't give a fuck what you do, but I'm not going to allow you to get away with doing shit and nobody correcting it. That's just what it is. Hey. God damn it. So, is it something just simply in the fucking water these guys drink, or is it the generation? (laughs) Like, I'm curious, because is it no parenting? Is it no youth coaching? Is it no high school coaching? Is it college coaching in the Lincoln Riley situation? Did Lincoln Riley get any of his quarterbacks better that he has coached? I just broke it down with Mike. Jalen Hurts was already game ready coming from Alabama. Murray was already game ready. Baker Mayfield transferred. He was game ready. He had a freshman by the name of Spencer Rattler. He's been horribly trash. He took another one with him in Caleb Williams. So let's see how this all unfolds. I do know that Lincoln allowed a bunch of shit instead of coaching it. It is evident in how Baker acts, how Murray acts, how they have stalemated in the NFL and how they have failed to get better year to year. Heisman trophy winner or not. Coach, he won the Heisman. So did RG three. So did Charlie Ward. So did Chris fucking Winky. Stop with the Heisman shit. Johnny fucking Manziel won the Heisman too. Please stop with the Heisman shit. I just told you, high school and college is galaxies away from what the NFL is. College and high school, we want to go fast, no huddle, be in the shotgun, teach no type of footwork or drills. We're escaping the pocket instead of climbing the pocket. We don't want to fucking read coverage, post-snap, pre-snap, read. We don't watch film. We play video games. We don't know who the great players of our sport is. We only know social media and video games and what it is. We don't even know who the great quarterbacks and running backs and NFL players were. This new generation don't even know who the fucking players are. So, please stop with the Heisman shit. I don't care. How many fucking Heismans have won the Heisman that have been quarterbacks in the last 20 years that have ripped the NFL? Please name me one. Tom Brady didn't win no fucking Heisman. He barely played college football. Fucking name me some Heisman quarterbacks that have came and dominated and won a Super Bowl. Please name them. I'm waiting to hear it. Um, Kyler Murray has failed his former coaches, or at least he's made them look bad at the very least. He's failed the black quarterbacks. This is where this gets dicey. Okay, so everyone can listen and hear me and listen to fucking real talk right now. Lamar. I mean, Kyler Murray has failed the black quarterback and the narrative that is so often pushed by the media and by all these white cats out here that say, quote unquote, they're athletes, not quarterbacks. But again, you expect to be paid without doing any work. I got some info for you and I'm going to break down why Kyler's let the black quarterback down, in my opinion. Because the black quarterback, as Alan can tell you, the narrative is they're athletic. They don't listen. They don't want to fucking do the extra. They depend on their athleticism. They got this narrative out there about this. First of all, I've never had that issue. (laughs) Alan was one of the hardest working motherfuckers, the most studious, wanted to be the greatest. Fucking every black quarterback I've had has been that way. Jonathan Banks started at Tulane two years. I got him from Kansas State. He came in, was a yes sir, no sir motherfucker. He worked his ass off. He busted his ass in a weight room on the field. He, he never fucking bitched and moaned. I mean, I can go on and on and on about every black quarterback I've ever coached. So the narrative to me is not what it is in the media. But we're going to continue to give this narrative at the major NFL level because Kyler Murray's of the world refused to do the work and still demand the money. So when the black quarterback goes in and doesn't want to watch film and doesn't want to be the leader of the team, but still wants $200 it gives the black quarterback a bad name. So all the young brothers that are coming up right now are going to continue to be tabbed as the athletes, quote unquote, not the quarterback, not the leader, not the guy with the it factor. That is the sad part of it, but it's reality. And and perception is reality in this business. And my friend actually coached him at at, at Oklahoma, okay? And I want to just break this down. He's been around them, and I just met someone this past weekend who I cannot say his name, but he actually played with Kyler Murray, and he told me some pretty concrete evidential news that already just cemented my thoughts as to why I say the shit that I say. Once again, have I ever been wrong with a quarterback? No, I haven't. Maybe I know what the fuck I'm talking about, you fucking Twitter gurus. This guy rather play games, not the game. And, but yet still wants his money. That's the problem. He wants to talk shit. He wants to play victim, but he doesn't want to earn the shit. It's embarrassing that the Cardinals did this. And I want to break something down to you real quick, uh, Alan. The Cardinals just woke up the locker room as to why they're having to put this shit in a contract. The Arizona Cardinals locker room. J.J. Watt led locker room who I just actually played golf with was just awoke, awaken, however you want to say it, because this is a slap in the fucking face to that locker room. And now these guys who play for him, J.J. Watt on defense, all those wide receivers, the offensive line, I see an absolute debacle And a bad shit storm happening in Arizona this year. I predict Kingsbury gets fired. Kyler never sees half of this contract money. And this team turns into the old Cardinals right before our very eyes. Remember the video I showed Kyler Murray's hairstylist, Allen? Remember that shit? He wanted that shit for free. Like, this is the motherfucker he is, homie. That's what I'm saying. You motherfuckers all want to anoint him as this and this. No. He's the reason why black quarterbacks get a bad rap. Instead of being the voice for the platform, he wants to be the voice of being a fucking shitbird. And that's why the black quarterback is going to continue to be the athlete, quote unquote, the guy that's just going to run around, make plays, and and never win the real game when it matters. And that's the fucking problem. That's the problem. When he has all the fucking talent, he has the, the, the buy-in from the owner of the franchise who just offered him 200-plus million dollars. I don't get it. I don't see it. And Kingsbury will get fired, and Kingsbury will be the next head coach at USC because fucking Lincoln will get the fucking job for the Cowboys. <laughs> watch. Just watch some shit like that go down. I'm telling you, this is what happens, man. But anyway... That's my take, man. And uh, you know, you can eat a dick or you can't if you don't like it, but um that is the truth. And that and uh, you know, that's the take. It's unfortunate and embarrassing as a professional that you have to put in a contract I I want to watch I have to watch 4 hours of film and you have to put the video games down. I mean, it's worded in the contract. Oh my god. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um Eddie, that's the way you just spelt pieces. It's not that, it isn't even a real word. The word you just spelt is not even a real word. Holy fuck. I love when you say chill out and you can't spell. Anyway, I love everybody in here, man. Even Eddie, who's a slapdick. I appreciate all you guys. I will see you tomorrow for Work Boot Wednesday, and I will break down four more quarterbacks plus a lot of other shit. And we'll have some special guests coming on this whole week. Um, But uh, he doesn't have the right pieces. Peace. (laughs) Oh, shit. Come on, Eddie. You got to get with it, dog. Hey, Google the fucking word, Eddie, before you say it. Hey, man, I'll see you guys all tomorrow. And uh, make sure you head on over to CannabisCBD.com. CanadaDipsCBD.com. Tell them Coach JB as the promo code gets you twenty percent off. Bluetooth.com and BetOnline.ag. All proud sponsors. that hate me now, love me later. Show appreciate everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.
0: I hate a storm, hell, Mary's, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we've been defying.